It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. This week, uh, a little special treat for everyone. We are joined by the TLE podcast and the Hot Ticket podcast. In case you missed it last night, we did record it, and that's what we'll be listening to tonight. Make sure you guys are all checking out Cigar Noise, CigarNoise.com, Cigar Noise app, and Cigar Noise Boys, and uh, Cigar Noise Weekly. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next three hours or so of us. Welcome to the Three Cigar Podcast United Together for the first time. Yes! So we have TLE, the Hot Ticket Podcast, the Sultans of Smoke. Uh, we're going to kind of go around the room and uh, you guys can introduce. We have some random person I have never seen in my life before Ooh, in the yeah. back of Danny's head, but it's okay. We're going to keep the show going. Uh, so how about the Hot Ticket Podcast? Corey, please introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about your podcast, and then we'll go, go from there. So I will tell you this. Chris is not here today. With me, I have Corojo. Yeah, um, that's me. Mm-hmm. She's, she's my girl. <laughs> She'll be kicking it with me in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the evening. So she's oh going to play co-host with me as we as we ring for the next hour and a half. I am Corey with the Hot Ticket again with my co-host Corojo today, and uh, we are a podcast that's been around for about three years, all things cigar related, and of course, love every single one of you. You guys are some of my favorite people, some of my favorite podcasts. I cannot wait to have further discussions with you this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest, man. Uh, uh, do we uh, call Coro- you Mrs. Corojo? No, no, no. What do no we call Mrs. you? No, no, none of that. It's strictly cigar underscore Corojo. Find me on Instagram, Instagram.com, I N S T A G R A M dot com forward slash cigar underscore Corojo. <laughs> Bro, you're lucky Drew, I'm married, man. Drew's <laughs> over there like, what the fuck is going on now? All right. So I'm so happy that you guys are here. Hot Ticket Podcast. Welcome. So Sultans, <laughs> welcome you guys. Drew, why don't you guys, you introduce everybody and tell us a little bit about you guys. Uh, I'm Drew. Um, <laughs> you are Drew. I am. Uh, Mo from Patina Cigars um, helped start the uh, Sultans back in 2014, and then uh, we got uh, Moo Cow Rich. He's uh, been with us for well, quite a while now, and uh, Danny from Romacraft. What up? Sounds so exciting about that. You guys, <laughs> come on, I'm a part this is, a, this is the thing, though. Every time that I listen to a Sultans, this is exactly how it is. What up? You, you know, this is true. And I, <laughs> it's so true. And I, I really love the fact that all of us here have completely different personalities, obviously. Right? So it's, it's really exciting. And this is just the beginning of an amazing episode. And I can't wait to get into topics and so forth. So why don't we talk about uh, what everybody is smoking? Uh, Mo, why don't you tell us? Um, I am doing a patina habano that I made a special uh, special for Casa de Monte Cristo in Chicago. 
So it's a tweaked blend of my regular Habano. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Cal, we see that you're not smoking, but what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm rocking some Midwinter Night's Dram. Almost oh. to the bottom of a bottle, but I got more. So we're are okay. you gonna are you gonna drink out of the bottle tonight or <laughs> in the glass? We'll see how it goes. I got both. All right, depends. You're, just, you're it, ready. If, it depends what Chris and Corey do. If I they mean, keep this up, that I bottle's gonna be we, gone in five minutes. I mean, Chris set the tone. Under cigar underscore Corojo set the tone. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Danny, what are you smoking? You need to go check his DMs. I'm sure there's plenty of people sliding into his DM right now. I'm, I'm actually one of them. Hang on. A <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little flexing. Uh, this is the Craft 2020 that just landed today and shipped today to all the stores. Uh, so this is actually my first time smoking it. Uh, and like hot off the truck, like people like don't like to do. And it's smoking okay. phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just, you just, you just had to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you should wait. If, wait till this goes on. Don't worry. I still believe that you are the biggest weasel of the industry. Oh cool. yes. I think you are number. You are patient zero. Well, I, feel like. I mean, listen. I, I gotta. I gotta. Uh, uh, never mind. I was about to say something, but I got a job with them, right? So it doesn't really get much bigger than that. So they pay me to be here. True. Right. Right. Actually, they pay me to self regards, but unfortunately, I'm just here. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Now, Drew, are you drinking anything tonight? Are you smoking, or what's? Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper. Is that what, your thing? Do you My man. Know? Yeah. My yeah. man. Do you, do you like see? Uh, you know, David over at Cigar Noise. Uh, he likes to mix, pair his his drinks with, you know, soda. <laughs> do you do the same thing? It's always, always Dr. Pepper. Always. Pretty but, Dr. Pepper or coffee. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, that, those, that's the remarks of a serial killer right there. <laughs> See, well, here's the thing. A hundred percent. For, for our viewers watching right now, and we have quite a few people watching us right now, um, Drew, we always want to know more about Drew. So our mission tonight, I think we're going to bring a little bit more out of Drew than we've yes. heard on the Sultan's podcast. Now, Corey, you have to help me out with that. Cal, you have to help me out with that. Amen. We, okay? You guys. Team all right. up. You got to team up. And... Uh, I just also want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, specifically Room 101 Brands and uh, Boveda. They've definitely supported us since day one. We're happy to, you know, that they're a part of our show. And for more updates, definitely tune into uh, our episode this Thursday. Yes. Corey, did you want to say something? Yeah, I give a big shout out to our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack. I love Alex over there. He's a wonderful man. Um, we have a new episode out that is actually aired 7 o'clock this morning featuring our man Mo. Um, and then the recent week we had Danny on. So two, two of the, two of the podcast beasts that are currently with us today, yeah. both have shows on the hot ticket in the recent two weeks. Awesome. Very nice. I can't stop staring at Chris. <laughs> I can't I, same here, man. I can't. Chris, come here. And Amy, give me some I, Amy's like, I put all this work into my hair. 
Stop. And these guys are just staring at Chris. I can't. It's like, I can't. I love it. I can't even. I don't know where to begin. Like, where I wish I could see, where I wish I could see more from? of that tattoo, Chris, to be honest. It's like, you gotta, yeah, pull it down a little bit. There you go. Hey, uh, hey, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm a Red Bull guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is awesome, man. So everybody's been all right. How's every everybody's weekend? Great. Corona disappeared. Right. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it anymore, which is great. Yeah, it did. But I'm so I'm so happy that even though everything is happening in the world, and we're not going to get into that, um, but the fact that we're all here together uh, and we can take our minds off of all that bullshit. You know, it's unfortunate that everything is happening all around us, and we're all feeling different emotions. Uh, but here and <laughs> you were saying. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my God. So let's. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. <laughs> there you go. It's done. Uh, so, how about we go straight into our first topic? Uh, lots of BS happening in the cigar industry, tons, all the time for many, many years right? Uh, when it comes to cigars, when you hear a rep or a manufacturer speak, how do you know they're authentic or just feeding you bullshit? Drew, how about you start? Nice. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> well, if I'm talking to Danny, it's always bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I don't, I don't talk to any reps. Because <laughs> you live in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you, I mean, you over, how many years have you been smoking cigars? Uh, since about 2000, 2001. But you haven't years? talked to any reps that many years? <sighs> no, I mean, or manufacturers no. at that? <laughs> or watch interviews. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So how do you, how do you know that they're not feeding you bullshit? So, so, so manufacturers versus uh, reps. Uh, I think a lot of reps are probably feeding you bullshit because um, they want you to buy their stuff. Um, factories is kind of like a different scale because they they want to be legit with their stuff. They want to uh, they uh, they want to put out a quality product, and they don't want to be known for uh, I don't want to say lying, but uh, deceiving you. So lying? You mean lying? <laughs> Yeah. Name names. Name names. No names. No, we don't no names. <laughs> you know how we do. No names. If it, if there is a name slipped in this live, it is not <laughs> us. <laughs> Corey. What? I'm talking to you specifically, Ben. What do you mean? Oh, I know. I know what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Bad habit. Like chewing tobacco. Oh man! So, cow, how about you? It's kind of tough, right? Because if they seem like they don't know a whole heck of a lot, that can be one red flag. But if they seem like they know a ton, they probably know so much more than you do that they can say kind of whatever, right? And they'll sneak it under the radar. I've known people for sure that have tried to do that. 
Um, so I don't know that there's like a, a one winning strategy. Um, some of it is if, if they have just too good an answer for everything, it feels like that's kind of a BS thing. I expect some kind of hesitation, some thought, some conversation instead of just like a sales pitch about every question you ask. It's, you know, I got an answer for that. I got an answer. I got an answer. Eh, maybe you don't. So right. I don't know if that helps. It does. It does. How about you, Mo? I know it's a little bit different for you, especially you being on the manufacturer side and having, but before having your cigar, uh, mm -hmm. having your cigar brand. Um, I don't really think it's changed much, um, to be honest with you. I think any product that is, listen, man, someone's always trying to sell you on something, right? Um, you're always being sold. Some guys just have to go out of themselves to do it. And other people could just do it being themselves. And so um, what that means to different people is different, right? So I feel like, I mean, I don't want to speak for other people, but the guys in the industry know who's full of shit and who isn't. And so, but that's not my place to call people out or say anything. I just do what I do and, I think Danny would agree with with that in the sense of just keep your head down and and do worry about yourself. So people should be able to pick up on things. That's kind of how I look at it. Eventually. All right, Ms. Mo, Mo, just building on that a little bit. A lot of those people talk, don't they? So like those mm -hmm. rumors spread fast. Um. Yeah, it depends, man. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they can't. Yeah, I mean it's tough to it's tough to be phony. And it's uh you'll get called out pretty quickly. Sure. So by a lot or by just a few? You will. You know? Uh it is. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Listen, I, like I always tell people, for the first four and a half years out of school, I investigated corporate fraud. Okay. I was a forensic what they call a forensic accountant. The biggest lesson I took away from that, the more stuff you bullshit people with, the more you got to cover up. The more you got to cover up, the more likely you are to slip up, mm -hmm. right? And that's how people get caught, that and greed, right? So what's the point in lying about stuff to begin with? Because some point, chicken's going to come home to roost, so, right? That is a deep thought. So per professional. It's funny, man, because I run into, I don't run into a lot of reps that I feel are full of shit. I have met, of course. Um, What's funnier is the guys that don't have like a lot of experience are from those kind of smaller markets, right? So like Oklahoma, Ohio, Wisconsin, like you guys aren't going to get oh, wow. probably more brokers than anything, right? Um, I think there's a huge difference between a broker BSing you and a, um, and a rep, uh, like an in-house rep, right? So a broker and, you know, God bless them, for the most part, they try. But the issue is, is like if if they don't sell, 
they don't pay their bills, right? They don't eat. So that's why brokers have a hard time sometimes because if I if, if the broker comes in with cigar A and you as the, the shop owner say no, well, here's B, this is like the best, this is a really great cigar. And then like C, this is a really great cigar. This is like, dude, like there's, there's, you know, there's bullshitting, but then there's also like, you're just really, really trying hard to make a sale. And a lot of times, I mean, especially in this industry, where it's very uh, uh, relationship-based, very handshake-based, you know, these guys see through that shit all the time. I mean, they, they got guys coming in there to try to sell them something all the time. So um, that's the tough part when it's, when it's BS, especially from a broker. Now, from a rep side, you got to be very careful. And this is something that I'm super, super careful with all the time, is if I have bad news that I have to tell someone, I'm gonna. I want to be the. I want to do it first before that person finds out the bad news, because then it's worse, right? So like, I would rather have that conversation with you and bring it up. Like, hey, I'm just gonna man up to you. We've. I've either. I, and I always take the blame. It's like it's whatever, right? So like, I fucked up here, I messed this up or whatever. Um, I'm gonna try to fix it, but I, you know, and I, I say this all the time, and you can you can ask any of my stories, right? It's like, um, it's like you know. My bad. I can't promise you that I can fix it. I can't promise you that I can make it right, you know. But I'll I'll get better at it, whatever, you know, that may be. And with that build the relationship, because if I can tell, if I can talk to you when shit's going wrong, then you're gonna have more trust in me when shit's going right, right? So a lot of times, you know, there's accounts that, and I've talked about this before. We'll just see a sales order come in, and they hadn't contacted me. But they'll see what's on it and they'll send me a text or call me and be like, hey, was this you? I'm like, yeah, because it's coming. I know you do good and I don't have a lot of it. Uh, but I'd rather get you in line. If you don't want it, I can take you off. And they're like, no, no, no. I, trust, I just wanted to make sure. And once or twice of that and then that's gone. Right. So where these guys, they don't want to have that hard, hard conversation at first. Kind of like what Mo was saying. Later on, you're going to have to have that hard conversation. Right. Like for us, if I can't get you Black Irish or I can't get you Cro-Magnon or any of the crazy shit, Craft 2020. I'm going to tell you now, because if I, if I keep saying, oh, I'll see what I can do, I can see what I can do, I'm giving you some type of hope, even though I know that the answer is no, right? Um, and I, I think, you know, a lot of people are very afraid to say they don't know something, right? Like, hey, what's, uh, what kind of fucking binders on, like, dude, if you don't know, say you don't know, because when you, when you say, hey, it's this, and two minutes later, so if you find out it's this, your whole credibility. And this dude doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. So um, I think I think part of it's that a lot of people don't, you know, when you come in as the rep, you know, you're looked at as a cigar expert, right? Um, compared to other people. Well, they're at least expecting you to be as good as them sure. and or better. Um, so if you lose that little credibility because you were just bullshitting, instead of just saying, you know what, man, I, I kind of forgot. Now, if you're a rep and you forget your blends, that's something you should probably work on. Uh, but either way, if you don't know, if you don't know the process for your factory, if you don't know what makes your cigar bands or cigar boxes, or any of these weird questions that always come up, just say, dude, I honestly don't know. I'm gonna find out. I don't know, something. So I think that's part of it. Just people, they don't want to look, they don't want to look stupid, but then ultimately will look stupid. But you got to understand, too, a lot, there's a lot of people out there that just want to make us try to trip us up, too. Oh, and sure. prove how much they know, right? And like, 
dude, I don't know about every single thing in the cigar industry. I know the stuff that goes into my cigar, how we get it, what we do. That's what I know about, you know, what other people do. A doesn't concern me and B it's none of my business. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. I know my process. Right. And Danny knows his process and just how it goes. As a young, attractive woman, um, one of the frustrations that I have sometimes, not always, but sometimes with reps is uh, hitting on me as one. Uh, (laughs) Why do they hit on you, though? Like, is it is it just the way that you dress? I mean, I mean, I see that you show off a little a little much on social media. I, I mean, think the, it's, the I think it's the butch are voice. growing, man. <laughs> I think it's the butch voice. To be <laughs> is it the butch voice? I mean, yeah. I could have, you you could have fooled me. I mean, I'm seeing, I look at your photos and they're so wonderful and just so, you know, you're showing off like your body. You're so going at it. You're so right off the bottle. <laughs> um, here's the thing. But on a real note, though, um, the one thing that I'm always discouraged by is the superficial interactions with reps. That'll be like, hey, buy five or six of our cigars and you enter a raffle and then you might win like some swag at the end of it. And a lot of the times it's, it's a circumstance where it's a brand I'm very almost, almost always know about, um, but maybe don't have necessarily an affinity towards them. Uh, but I'm always willing to like, kind of build a relationship with the brand again, maybe explore maybe a new blend that they've come out with. But it always boils down to these like buy, buy five, buy six, and, you know, enter a raffle. And I'm just like, honestly, I'd rather just know more about the cigars and why I should like try them from a quality and flavor. <clears throat> it's rarely a question of, well, what do you like, ma'am? You know, it's rarely that. Um, it's just like buy six. I'm like, uh, no. It's very weird. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, and that's a that's a an example of someone just trying to get that sale, right? As opposed to build the relationship between you and that brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know I'm approachable. I know I'm approachable. Well, your your looks are intimidating, a hundred percent. So maybe they're just at a loss for words. Uh, maybe. Or they're throwing up in their mouth. It's it's a you know, I don't know, but you know if they yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, it's hit or miss, depending on the guy. But, you know, that's a good example. You know, that could be a broker. That's or true. that could be, you know, they're not going to tell you that. Now, if they've got multiple brands that they're trying to push at this event, you know, it's not, which I've seen that, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I know. It's true. What about you, Corey? Well, I'll tell you this. I've been in the uh, fertilization and manure business for a long time, and I can smell bullshit. So... Um, I would definitely say from a consumer perspective, I've had interactions, obviously, with both uh, reps from manufacturers and brokers. Um, It's not a business model that I'm not accustomed to in in the world that I work in. Um, And I agree with Chris, those superficial conversations lead me to believe that you simply just don't know enough about the product to represent. So your your strategy and your tactic is... Uh, a gimmick to try to get people to purchase your cigars um, where I, and I think a lot of consumers are very educated now, obviously the world of the internet has brought a lot of information to our fingertips. So you can't take for granted that there are, there are folks out there in the cigar world that um, even just researching 
know what goes into cigar making process, the blends themselves. Um, I've had some interactions with brokers where it, it's, I, I think it's a struggle sometimes because if you think about a broker, and I think Danny just mentioned it, they'll be representing multiple brands at one time because they have a portfolio of which they're responsible for selling. So if you think about it, you have 10 brands, you're as it's, let's say it's um, for Mo or if it's for Danny and Romacraft, they're, they're only, you're only getting 10% of their time. So you have to understand it's like how much is going into that selling process, understanding the product and so on. And I'm sure there's some that are better than others. Um, but I, I do agree with uh, Cigar Corojo and the fact that um, the superficial conversations tend to lead me to believe that I can't have a further educated conversation with you. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to pick up the cigar, but certainly this is your opportunity as a brand representative or manufacturer to convince me to try your stuff. Um, if the conversation is not one of which you can impart knowledge and information, I'm likely to kind of move in another direction. It, it, there's, there's no sticking point for me necessarily as the consumer. Yeah. Now, let, let me jump in on the defending of the rep and or since I kind of bash a little, I'll even come in and defend. <clears throat> and it doesn't make it right, but I've caught myself doing it and, and you just, you know, you have to get yourself out of that mindset. But if I'm doing a big event, right, 100, 150 people there, I may have talked about that cigar 75 times. So unfortunately, a little bit of me is like, like, dude, just fucking, you know. So now that said, I, I get myself out. I'm like, this is the first time this guy has heard it. And he might be thinking this is the first time anyone has asked that question, right? So I can see getting into that mentality that, man, I've been, I've been doing events all weekend, you know, just, and here's, you know, guy number 75 coming up to me, asking me about the blend when a lot of times the person I'm talking to has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But that doesn't matter, right? Like, I still need to give the professional answer. Uh, so... You know, on that end, I, I I get why some of these guys get in it, especially if they've doing, been doing it for 15, 20 years. They're tired. Unfortunately, that's just the thing. Um, uh, on, the, on the flip side, though, is like, shit, I lost my point. But no, so, so these guys, you know, they, they do it all day. So with me, I try to say, hey, uh, really get the interaction. Like, hey, what's your, you know, always ask the name. Oh, cool. You're a regular here, or are you just here for the event? What do you normally you, know, you like that? That just has to be part of your spiel. But really, what comes down in how I I know I I handle it. I've seen Mo at events, and the way he does it is we genuinely care about that interaction, and that's the biggest thing that you can tell someone's BSing or not. So I genuinely care what your name is. Will I remember it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I, at that moment, I care. I care what you smoke. I care what you're there for. Uh, because I don't know if you're there to buy one stick or you're there to buy 10 boxes, right? So everyone has that potential. And I, and, you know, it, it, I don't care what color you are, or how ugly you are, how is, right? So it's like every interaction needs to be that quality. And I get that sometimes it's like, it's like, oh, you know, again, like I'm tired or you're my third event this week. And so every once in a while, I, that may happen. The goal should be never happen. Um, but that's just a little insight on, on that side of the table, right? Sure. Uh, but again, we're supposed to be professionals. 
Danny, if you take me to your hotel room, you will never forget my name. I don't know forget your face after this. <laughs> I, won't, I won't either. <laughs> so, so I'm really interested in Amy and Erica's take on this, for sure. Literally just about to say something, too. Um, going off of uh, these brokers that have, let's start off there, since we were talking about that, that have multiple brands. Uh, the one thing that kind of throws me off is a multi-vendor event, right? Like, you know, it's it's a little weird to me. Um, and I go in and I, I, you're, basically it's just like, okay, you're just trying to sell me something. Like, even if I ask about, and this is just for, you know, my opinion, but it's, you know, I ask about a cigar and you probably are just gonna try to sell it to me um, instead. I mean, I've had conversations with multiple reps and brokers like, hey, but tell me about what is this flavor profile? And they try to steer me another way and it just turns me off. I can sense BS from a mile away. Like I just, I'm quiet and I'll just watch, uh, especially being on a lot of these Zooms, you can kind of tell like who has like tried uh, to manipulate the industry and what they're doing and just trying to sell cigars. It's, it's this whole story. Don't tell me, don't, I don't want to hear about a legacy anymore. I just want to connect with me. Ask me how I'm doing. You know, it's like that. Like if you go out and about and just like, hey, how are you doing? You know, get to know me, like have a conversation. And then we could talk about the cigar. That's what cigars all about, right? We're sitting here, if we were in a lounge, we'd just be talking about anything and everything. And then cigars, maybe 10 to 15% of the time, if that. But that's kind of like the vibe that I like. Um, you know, there have been brands that I haven't smoked in years for, you know, whatever reasons. But there is one particular rep that changed the whole vibe on how I look at the company. And I look at him, specifically all he said, you know, I said, I don't, I, I don't like your cigars. And he's like, well, why? Like, and he just, not taking it offensive. He's just trying to understand me and why. And he changed my whole perspective on it. And he actually set the tone for a lot of uh, reps just you know, throughout the country for me. Because you know, we, we come across them at the trade shows all the time and so forth, but it's just, and then you have some of them that are a little bit higher ranking in, in the um, company and then it's just more forceful. It's like, oh, this is the, let me tell you about the fields and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And you lost me. Like, did you even ask me if I wanted to hear about that? Like, did I ask you that? Like, figure out what I want to know. And that's, that's kind of like where, you know, you've been in, you, you're in it for such a long time. And I think all of us here have been in it for many, many years. And it comes to a point, it's just like, we know when somebody is genuine and when somebody's not. I totally agree. And from my point of view, where I feel that it's more of a, I sense the bullshit a lot easier because it's like, when I ask you a question about something, it doesn't matter if it's the, the, the brand itself, if it's about you, if it's about anything. And then you start digging into the family legacy and how you became, you know, this person because this person, bro, 
I don't want to fucking hear this shit. Here we go. Here we go. You tell, like, I asked you one question. Don't fucking tell me a whole <laughs> about, and then you start crying because you're, you're dead in your grandfather. We're in the, you know, for oh, man. Years. Well, I, didn't just read, you, I, I didn't ask you about that. Oh, oh. So. Romanticizing, yeah. Romanticizing of the cigar industry. Well, there's 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 a there's a point there, and I think part of the point, Erica, you were making it uh, very well in in the sense that it's almost uh, and it's it's really a sales one on one strategy, right? Ask a question, shut up and listen. Listen, yes. And I think there's that's in a lot of industries, but it certainly exists within the cigar industry. You go to events and um, you you're you're curious about something, but no one's taking the time and, and the effort to understand your perspective, what your thoughts and feelings are about certain things and really kind of diving into, okay, what does this person really enjoy? And there may be something within their brand, their lineup that suits you perfectly, but how are you supposed to know that if you're not asking the question, shutting up and listening? So yeah. I do agree with you from that. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. So it's, it's just, it's like a, like San said, and on our, uh, there's a lot of comments coming in, <laughs> like, uh, but it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, you know, to know, to know it. It's like, you know, sometimes I kind of wish that I didn't know anything. I just was able to smoke the cigars for mm-hmm. what they are. Amen. And there, we, I'm sure where we all probably have a lot of friends and we look at them, we're like, damn, they're really enjoying that cigar. Like they're, they don't even care about anything, any, you know, rumors or stories or experiences that they've had with the company. They're really enjoying, damn, I want to be there. <laughs> I get a little <laughs> jealous. Yeah, I got that's why too. I, oh, go ahead, man. No, absolutely, Kyle. Go ahead, buddy. I was just saying that I feel like we've been talking about brokers and reps a lot, but we've kind of let brand owners off the hook a little bit. Uh, I feel like <laughs> motherfucker. I feel like <laughs> here we go. Here we go. So, so just just to make this more fun, right? Some of the most BS crap and lies to my face have come from brand owners, not reps. Um, Dude, and I feel like I, I can't, I'm not going there. It would be revealing to those people. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> which is apparently forbidden, but slide into the DMs. We'll talk about it. Exactly. Uh, so, so uh, but I feel like those interactions are, are much more damaging. Like if a rep says something, I'll be like, all right, that rep might suck. If a brand <laughs> owner says something that's a little off or a lie or misleading on purpose, then I, that brand can get written off. I don't, I don't need to smoke their stuff because I don't believe you anymore. You've lost all your credibility. There's, dozens of cigar brands that i'm happy to smoke I, I don't i don't need yours so let's be real about it can you give us an example of some sort of lie or somebody there's there's so no, many again answer, no ahead. no names here we're come not on, bashing anybody Seriously. like <laughs> not, on, there's plenty on. but so so one one that lost credibility in my eyes that i haven't bought another of their cigars since uh uh, we ask directly to their face, when is this next cigar coming out, this particular limited edition cigar? Mm. When am I going to see it again? And their answer was that it would take at least a year's worth of time to age it properly and all this stuff, and it was not in consideration right now. Guess what came out a few months later? Do I believe anything that person tells me anymore? 
Not really. What do you think the worst, I mean, what's really the worst thing that could happen if you just tell somebody as a manufacturer, it's like, yeah, I have, I'm working on it right now. What's the worst? What, I mean, you're working on it already. The cigar is going to come out. <clears throat> or or deflect, somebody- right? Like I can't answer that question. It's going to be a mystery if it ever comes back. Okay, like, cool. It, and then it's like, you know, what, is it a secret? Like, is it? You're not telling us the blend. Even if you lie to us about the blend, we probably may not even know because half the half the manufacturers don't even tell us exactly what they're putting in the cigars. Or if it's the same limited but, edition cigar that they sold as perhaps right. a regular production cigar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very true. But. But it's 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 that too. It's like you think that somebody's gonna take your secrets and and use it against you just by saying, "Hey, yeah, this cigar is coming out um, in a couple of months. You got You should look forward. To, you should look for it." No, you know? I think what these people do is that they want to make themselves feel a little bit more special and more exclusive, and that's why they say those type of things. Oh no, I you know I put so much time into it. I'm gonna. You know, it takes a lot. It's a lot of effort and time, and then you're sitting on the shit. You're about to release it. They're boxed. Hey, I just got a message from Skip. He says if Amy doesn't get lit and start going crazy, he's gonna jump in here. So he's he's really just watching. Don't get don't get don't get lit then. (laughs) Yeah, let's see if it happens. Come on, Skip. point though it's almost like what's the what's the purpose of the deceit i guess i don't understand the long-term gain and that approach it's confusing to me i personally i don't know i don't represent a brand i don't own a brand but i would be excited if i knew something was going to be released i'd be excited to tell the world especially in a sense i'm not saying that you're hey you're posting out a press release or through the media but if someone one-to-one is asking about something i'd be excited to talk about it i would be excited to represent that to a person who's genuinely interested in it so i don't know that that strategy is a little confusing to me but i'm not saying it obviously doesn't happen because it's happened to me before and i go the only the only thing i can think of is and i'm not saying this situation but if it's a limited cigar that that brand owner or rep knows that that shop is not going to get because of you know, volume or it's only going to certain stores or they know that that account is not just not going to get that limited. I can see why saying, Hey, you know, I really don't know. No, well, I can see why they wouldn't want to give that info. Okay. Now, you're just one-on-one with, with cow. Then, you know, the idea is, well, if you don't want to say, you could say, you know, soon or sometime this year, or even say, you know, honestly, I can't talk about it, but stay right. tuned. Any something. Right. Because, you know, I work for a company that, we're, we, we go after the customer on social media first. So we tell everybody when stuff's coming, right? And hey, this stuff's coming soon. So that the customer annoys the shit out of the shop. So that then they, you know, then they um, so, you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm just saying, you know, what, what's the other side of the, 
with that coin. Why, it could be it could be less about the sale and more about the personality of that person. Like I don't want to like deal with the awkwardness of explaining to someone that this is going to be long and they're going to be upset with me for not having the cigar out sooner than what they want. You know. Yeah. It's true. It's it's. Yeah. Some people are like yes men or women, you know. Uh, but some people just like telling people yes because it makes them feel good. So it's like, are you gonna have this cigar out soon? Yeah, but it's a complete fucking lie, you know. Or in, or in, or in Cal's case, like the, the complete adverse of that. So that's a very, you know, that one I'm like thinking in my head. I'm going, shit. That just that's just a lie. That's just lying. That's not even. That's not even. Uh, that's not even like deflecting. That's just like it didn't happen. Process takes too long, and you go, "Well, what the hell? How is this thing out here?" Right. Yeah, and it, and it goes back to what Cal was saying about okay, so you have these cigars. We've all smoked many cigars over the years, and when one cigar that we smoked three years ago comes back out, tastes completely different not because of the aging, we know it is different. It is not the same cigar for sure. It's a completely different profile. We ask you and you say, no, it's not. It's the same cigar. What do you mean? But clearly it's not like it's, you know, this is, this has been a conversation with a couple of manufacturers that I've had in the past couple of years. And I'm like, dude, that's not the same cigar. No way, no way. Like, I will give you, like, I will age this cigar just as long as you smoke this cigar now. I'll <laughs> age this cigar for the next year, and I'll give it to you, and you tell me if it tastes the same fucking way. No way. Mm -mm. And it's, it's a lie. And we know it's a lie. But things are changing, right, guys? Like, for the past, you know, let's say 40, we take the last 40 years, especially social media in our industry, it's changed so much, whereas you actually have to show some sort of vulnerability for us to connect. to connect. Like, it's okay to make a mistake if you acknowledge it. Sometimes, I know you guys are thinking about one particular person right now, but sometimes. Is it a mistake if you say it for a year straight? <laughs> But there are, you know, manufacturers that are think that keeping secrets are is the way to go. Like you show us your factory, show your 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 cigars being made, show us the process. You know, okay, you don't want to tell us the the true blend. Okay, that's fine, but just show us. Let us be a part of your world because that's what that's what our industry is all about. And us being cigar smokers and really smoking cigars like almost pretty much every day. Uh, just, just be real, dude. Like we'll, we'll respect you 1000 more percent than it is anything. I think part of that too, is like not taking the consumer for granted. And I said, I mentioned that a little bit right in terms of like, um, just the knowledge, right. The accessibility to information. I think about just instances I had, you know, I, if I go around looking like this and I look like this for, I'm thinking of a particular person that I feel like I look like when I'm, <laughs> when I'm. Oh, gross. Um, I, a particular person I look like in the industry, but when I when I think about that, just if I walk into a shop 
obviously not everyone's going to know who I am. So right with the lack of understanding of information, background, knowledge, and so on, um, some of that deflection, some of that deceit, you may not know who you're talking to. Um, so why not err on the side of truth? Danny mentioned makes a good point in, in terms of having an authentic conversation, even if it's communicating bad news. You're going to get a lot further with someone in terms of respect and trust in your brand than you will with lies and deceit, um, especially depending on who you're talking to. Someone who's un uneducated in the cigar world, you may slip one by them. But if it's any one of us who are walking into a lounge for an event and you pull some BSery like that, it's sniffed out almost immediately um, and certainly not going to help the name of that brand. Sure. It's true. Uh, I want to switch it over to Drew because, Drew, you're not off the hook, man. You you over there with your Arnold, Arnold shirt. I know. I saw that he lowered his camera so we could see it. Love he's got matching guns, too. He's got matching guns. Yeah. Where are your guns at, man? Yeah, let's flex, flex those arms a little bit. Ooh, show me. Oh, the microphone. Oh. The other arm, you retard. <laughs> yeah, the, the other arm's not as big. <laughs> I'm right-handed. Leave me alone. Good side. That's his good side, Ben. <laughs> no. Drew, tell us something. Because you're you're over there Josh, just Drew, what, what give us your thoughts. We we what are, what are your thoughts right now? They're they're, they're few and far between. <laughs> Can we call Drew Judge Drew? Because I feel like that's what I feel like he's. We call him. Oh, really? Shit. Do, well, do you like, listen to our podcast, bro? I mean, I've listened to it a few times. As much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. all, all Drew knows now is he does not want to get in the cigar industry. A hundred percent. You don't. No. Not <laughs> any more than not any more than I am. Why? <laughs> Uh, that's it's a difficult industry. It's, uh, look, uh, to all the people, uh, like Mo and, and even Danny skip, whatever, but you, you gotta bust your ass day in and day out and sell yourself on social media now and in shops. And it's a lot of freaking work, a lot of freaking work. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize how much work it really is. And then just the behind the scenes stuff too of being at the factory and and releasing new stuff because everybody wants new stuff and and people are brutal, brutal. Drew, Drew, <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you right now. You put one of your cigars in my hands, you will sell so fucking well. <laughs> True, I can Don't you worry about how your cigar sales are gonna do. You give me one of your sticks. I put it in my mouth, show the label. Sold out. Sold out. Sold out. True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I how can you say no to that? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll chat later. <laughs> Keep oh. up with them, Drew. Keep oh, up. So, Drew, on... So, our viewers who haven't listened to the Sultans, um, you should go listen to them. Now. Uh, again, we talked a little bit about it in the beginning of the, in this uh, live that we really want to get more out of Drew. Drew is, he, I feel like Drew has so much more information that he gives 
I don't know, Mo, Danny, Cal, you could probably tell and, you know, tell us. I, there's more from Drew that I, I don't know. I want to know more. Like, tell us. you don't, I know you're, you're, you're heavy into, I mean, Cubans and let's call it New World. Now, I hear this word being thrown around a lot. Um, That's a European but, concept. Yeah. So is it the, are you still big into the Cuban cigars? Like, where are you at in your smoking game? Um, I still smoke quite a bit of everything. Um, I, I do smoke a lot of Cubans. Uh, I enjoy them. Um, I, I do find too, uh, I can smoke them early in the morning and change to something else in the evening. Um, I had Opus last night. I don't, I don't know if I posted it or not, but Opus last night, that's still one of my favorites. If you didn't post it, you didn't smoke it. Sorry. That's true. So I hope I posted it. I smoked it for you. It's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Um, look, at look at this. That's there what I go, thought. Honey. That's there what you I thought. Go, you honey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amy just try to block the light from the back of the cigar. There's a lot of light. It's how about you tell everybody what you're smoking? <laughs> I am smoking the Sultan to smoke legacy. Ooh. You can't see it because it's this light is too much, but yes, it's banging, guys. Hot <laughs> <laughs> damn girl. <laughs> it's good. It's fucking good. Smoking well after all that rest it had. Oh yeah. Yeah, the 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 cello is brown. <laughs> I, yeah. Those really? were rolled uh wow. twenty fifteen. When are the wait, when are these? Those were rolled in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen and they've just been sitting? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right behind Drew. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's pretty literally true. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's legit. I know bullshit when I hear it. <laughs> that ain't bullshit. Yeah. Deep thoughts with Drew. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I Drew, feel like I feel I'll like there's it. a wealth of knowledge seeping from Drew's muscles. Yeah. Our job to expose it and wipe I, it clean of your your tasty skin. Seriously, maybe Corvo can help you out with that. Yeah. One, <laughs> one night, Drew, I'll break you. It, it's all for show. It's not functional. <laughs> we will now, have a deep, deep thoughts with Drew at the end of this, so everybody. <laughs> yeah, we have to. But Drew, what's up with this Drew with the sign? Where, okay, so tell us a little bit about. So, those of you you don't know, uh, who don't know, Drew has this other Instagram page. Um, is it? It's Drew with a sign. Yes, correct. Okay, so what made you think? of this, like, tell us a little bit of backstory with this. I know you were a little mad that everybody was doing live videos at one point. Uh, no, it kind of started as like a, really just to, to be stupid with all the things that are people doing. Some of, some of it's, some of it's legit. People are doing a lot of stupid things and we don't want to see you post your workout every day. Um, some of it's just, uh, uh, just for the fun of it. Just, a, just, just start silly fun to piss people off. Yeah, Danny, stir the pot. Hell yeah, stir the pot. I hate the challenges. Oh yes. Challenges. <laughs> like, don't make me feel bad for not being able to do fifty push-ups. Okay, like I know you're trying to motivate everybody, but damn it, like. 
don't make me feel shittier than shit right now during this. <laughs> Erica, I will tell you this. I got, I did the push up challenge and uh, I immediately regretted it. I, I fancy myself a small but mighty man. And uh, I think I popped a hernia at about 34. So I'll tell you this right now don't accept the challenge. I'm, I haven't. I'm actually going to issue a challenge to everybody right now. We're going to call it the, the no challenge challenge. Okay. If you can do no challenges, you win. I bet we, I bet we all win. <laughs> my, my Instagram immediately filters out any workout challenge. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. That's fun. They know me. <laughs> so how's everybody's smoke going? You guys doing all right with your cigars? Did anybody switch over to something else? I'm about empty. What's your name? <laughs> Smoking the Intemperance because that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> and the sales have plummeted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you're going to do a bunch of turns. <laughs> mm -hmm. What are you guys going to smoke next? Ooh, um, I'm going to smoke the... Give me uh, something. The Cro-Magnum Mode 5. Oh, my. Very nice. Yeah. Good. Hmm? What about you, Mo? Are you going to do anything else after that? Yeah, I will. Patina Maduro. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's oh. searching for those. Yeah. Didn't that so. get a, a rating that was off the charts, Mo? It's been uh, it's been well received. Yeah. Good, man. This is why I love this man. This is why I love this man. Look what he gave me. Woo! Ooh. Flowers. Yeah, flowers. Flowers. Flowers for a nice young lady. <laughs> Wait, Drew, what are you smoking? I don't think you were smoking the beginning of the episode. He was. Yeah, uh, Patina Habana. Mmm. It's a patina kind of night. It's a good one. An aroma kind of night. I have this too here. Paying the bills. Uh, <laughs> you gotta. Can you guys see that? But in all fairness, I do smoke mm -hmm. a lot of other stuff too. Not oh, just Churchill's. Look at you. Churchill. You're just a. You're a girl. What do you know about that? I know nothing. Okay. Me <laughs> nothing. Why, why, why don't you tell us a little bit about Let, it? Tell me about it. I know that that I know that Aquitaine Churchill is a lot for me. That's all. I know. <laughs> that's, all. That's, that, that's the one Roma cigar that knocks me out. Seven Dude, me inches, too. Seven inches, eight inches, sixty ring gauge plus. I don't care. <laughs> I've seen it. That it, Chris, you just look like the guy from Silence of the Lambs, man. Oh my <laughs> Dude, god! I thought I thought about it. Jody like, Foster? Would you? Like, would you? <laughs> Would like, you fuck me? Uh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo <laughs> Bill. When he was talking to himself. Yeah. Like, and he was... tucks it back. I can tuck it back. <laughs> if you guys want to see that, I'll tuck it back. Do it. No. Another another shot. Like, <laughs> not this, not yeah. here. With any one of your brands in my hand, tucking it back, it's all out. Mm. Those big followers. <laughs> Those big followers. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's switch it up to the next topic regarding etiquette. 
<laughs> I love talking about this shit. <laughs> and this is where Amy goes crazy, and I love Cheers, guys. it. I think she's going to go crazy on this one. Right, I think she will. Who's with me? Who's drinking out of the bottle with Are me? Are you guys drinking out of the Let's bottle? Let's go. Cheers. Cowards. This one. Vamos. Oh, come on, Danny. Danny. <laughs> Drink out the bottle, Danny. There you go. I'll go get a bottle or something. Oh, I have to drink out the bottle too. Go ahead. All right. Oh. <laughs> Girl, I don't want to take you to the bathroom. Don't do it. You're crazy. The, everybody watching this, take a drink out of your bottle too. You're going to do this one. Watching. Yes. Yes. To all that's watching. Yes, please. All right. So, etiquette. Uh, when someone offers you uh, to buy you a meal at a restaurant, right? Uh, typically, you don't order the most expensive. Uh, you go off of basically whoever's buying you the meal. Now, if somebody offers you a cigar out of their humidor, uh, does the same etiquette apply? Ooh. Ooh. Good. I'm going to go all out, bro. Who starts going. first? Wait, wait, wait. Drew, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on, because Drew was about to say something. Where's Drew? Drew? What were you going to say? Drew, what would you get me? I, I just always bring my own cigars, and I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Amen, Drew. <laughs> Not a man of many words, but goddamn, he's wise. <laughs> See, yeah. some, of these, some of these brand owners need to learn about deflection from Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not answering that question. <laughs> Take a master class in that every week. <laughs> nice, Danny. Nice. Wait a minute. Let's, Danny. let's let's pause for a minute. Danny, I can't even Danny. deal with you right now, bro. I Why? Really, you gotta do me like this? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. You go gonna, ahead. You gonna drink Cheers, out the bro. bottle? I will say this is a shared offer, so I'm not gonna drink out the bottle. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's fine. That's that's understandable. But cheers. Salute. Salute. Fuck that strong. Uh, what do you think? Sorry, I was too busy uh, drinking. I didn't expect to get called on first. Oh, um, you don't know. I'm just going to. That's okay. It's okay. So it depends on how well I know the person and how much I think they actually mean take whatever you want out of the humidor, right? Because if somebody comes to my house and they want to smoke, I'll actually mean take whatever you want out of the humidor. There might be like one or two cigars where I'm like, no, don't do that because that was a gift and I want to smoke it from that person. Everything else, fair game. I don't care what you want. Come get it. So if you know that's the case, take whatever you want. It doesn't matter. But let's say somebody comes like to hang out and they bring some cigars with them and they say, hey, man, pick one of these cigars and smoke it next. I think you might like all these. Take one. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking their most expensive cigar. I'm just not doing it. Right, because that seems kind of messed up. Um, I'm probably taking something I haven't had or something that there might be like a personal connection with somehow where I'm like, I'll remember this person because of this cigar. That matters to me. Uh, I, like you don't go to a restaurant for the most expensive meal most of the time. I think that's the, sa the same thing with cigars. I don't smoke the most expensive cigar every time. And I'm sure as fuck not taking somebody's like really bomb ass cigar and then they don't get to smoke it. That just strikes me as kind of fucked up. Yeah. Unless you're at Drew's house, then fuck that. <laughs> so I'm going to sort by price. 
He won't even <laughs> offer though. <laughs> that, that's not. You better that's not true. Cigars. Drew, oh, Drew is Drew is the most generous cigar guy ever. Before I moved from Tulsa, he loaded me up with a bunch of, a bunch of aged Opus X and Cubans and stuff like that as a going away gift. Jeez. Drew and actually actually Cow was Cow's generosity is Cow, legendary yeah. as well. I mean, both of these guys um, out of this world in terms of generosity. Um, you know, some some people constantly seek free stuff. Other people. Um, you know, are very generous. So what what would you do? <laughs> I'm a fun guy. You guys didn't catch that. No. Um, I'm a fun guy. Right. Um, what would I do? I, I think. Look, um, if I'm if I'm going to meet up with friends, I don't put anything in my travel case that I wouldn't be willing to share. Right. So. Other than that, yeah, man, I'm always like, hey, do you guys want to try this, try that? If a guy hasn't tried a cigar that I really like, I'll get it for him, have him try it. I have no problem with that. Um, I think this whole thing is built on generosity, right? And then, dude, <laughs> people are always sharing. So like, hey, man, try this, try this. Hey, did you try this? You like this? Uh, I think that's one of the beauty uh one of the beauties of the cigar industry is, is that, is that generosity. And you see that, I mean, if you join a forum, cigar noise, uh, whatever, uh, people are always sending each other those bombs and stuff like that. And, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a fun part of the industry for sure. Yeah. But now what about like, if you go to somebody's house or you're out, mm -hmm. and, out and then somebody says, okay, here you go. What do you, what do you do? Uh, it, um, It has to be something I like. I'm listen. I will tell you this, and people think I'm crazy. I will not smoke just to smoke. I just won't do that. I I can't. It's not in. If I'm not enjoying the experience attached to the cigar, I just won't do it. I'd rather not smoke. Um, so if there's nothing that I like that they have, I'll just politely decline. Um, and like Drew, I a lot of times always. Actually, no, I always have cigars on me. So it's, uh, you know, and then if that's the case, I would probably turn it around and be like, hey, man, you know what? I got something actually I want you to try. And then I'd go get my travel case and, and share something from mine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like, I'm expected to bring cigars. Like, if I go yeah. somewhere yeah. and I don't have, people are just like confused out of their mind. It's like, mm -hmm. what? Me and you are. I didn't know it was that kind of party or I don't know. <laughs> Should have warned me. Yeah. So now <laughs> it's just like, now my wife is like, do you drink cigars? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Right? And, and well, honestly, I also, I'd hate to be in the spot where I can't smoke and then I didn't bring anything. And I'm like, fuck. So Danny comes to Smoker's Abbey in Austin, right? Brings his travel case puts it down on the table and starts throwing cigars at me like, you know, uh, it's like a food fight or something like that. I mean, just, hey, man, try this, try this, try this, try this. It, again, another absolute, like, crazy, generous dude, you know? Oh, and uh, I don't pay for a lot of my, most of my cigars. Oh. Uh, just that point. Like, man. I, I don't want to take all this super The bromance. 
No, look at credit. We we spend so much time talking about the people that are jagoffs. And I, you know what, man, I want to spend time highlighting uh, some of the people that are really awesome. So um, I feel like everybody on this podcast is awesome. And uh, there are good people out there. I mean, listen, there, there's some stuff happening right now that people are talking about the cigar industry uh, in a negative light. And so, um, yeah, we need to be smart about this. So there is some really, really good people involved and it's, it's a generous community overall. It is. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Corey? So I was actually thinking about a time and this is very relevant to Mo. Um, and for, for two reasons, reason number one is we met up in a shop in Chicago and he had his like 170 count. I'm pretty sure it was handcuffed to your arm when you brought it in. Um, <laughs> I'm not stands for I. Oh, and, shit, and, I, I mean, speaking of speaking of generosity, you know, the first cigar that you pulled out and you said, oh, my God, have you ever had this? And it was a Byron cigar. And I know what those MSRP for. And I was like, dude, like, no fucking way. And he's like, try it because I love it. Smoke this cigar. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad in the moment. But also part of it was like, the experience that we shared, being able to smoke that cigar and just enjoy our time together, the experience, and, and I feel the same way when I'm giving a cigar to someone. It's like, I love this so much, I want you to try it. Um, especially, and this is the connection number two, and Mo, I always use this, we just talked about on the podcast, Mo says there are people who smoke cigars and they're cigar smokers. You identify with people who are cigar smokers, I feel like that dynamic changes you're more often willing to share, even if it's something that's rare, even if it's something expensive, because you've created that connection. Like, you know, the kind of experience someone who really enjoys cigars is going to get out of that price, not being the determining factor, but the experience being the determining factor. I've got cigars in a bunch of my humidors and all, all the shit that I have that I reserve for people who may smoke a cigar on occasion. I know that they're not going to connect with it in the same way I do. And I know sometimes it's, I want a cigar in my fingers because I want to be like the other 10 people that are around me. Um, in that case, I have stuff for people to smoke and it's good stuff. It's not shit. It's not like laced with anything. Um, but it's, it's decent <laughs> stuff. But, and honestly, but like for anyone that's on this podcast, I'm going to reserve my good stuff and I'm going to bring stuff with me. It's like, if you've never had it, or even if you have, I want you to have that shared connection experience that I have with that cigar, no matter the price point, no matter what it represents mm-hmm. from an MSRP. That's just the, that kind of connection that I make. Um, if it's me going to someone else's place, I have zero expectation. Even if I don't bring cigars with me, I don't ask for anything. I don't expect to receive anything. It is what it is. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go, well, what do you have? What do you have available? Um, I'm definitely not going to pick through anyone's inventory and say, okay, well, it's going to be that $30 cigar. It's just never going to happen. It's just, it's just not in my nature. I think some people will take advantage of those things, but um, I think if you are part of the cigar community and, and a lot of this is experiential for you, that, that tends to be kind of a lesson thing that happens or occur or, you know, occurs, but um, for those, you know, jackoffs that are out there that may want to rummage through your humidor that know nothing about cigars and they're looking for a price tag that is amplified, well, fuck those people. They're not really my friends. Do you remember how we met? Mm-hmm. It was outside. How'd you guys meet? It was around the fire. And uh, I was like, I've never had a cigar before. He's like, well, you should try one. You should try one. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to. Um, 
And he's like, well, listen, I know this, this is new for you. And um, he's like, uh, how about try this? Try this, try something sweet. You're, you're a sweet lady. And he handed me uh, a mint java, Drew Estate uh, mint java. And, uh, <laughs> That was that was like that was how we met, and it was super sweet. And uh, we've been together ever since. And um, I'm just glad to have you with me. You know, and uh, but, give him a kiss. It was a good experience. It was a it, well, it was some sugar on daddy. But here's the thing: this. But he Corey brings up a good point, though. Back into my Buffalo Bill uh, voice, like. Uh, I feel like most of my friends are just casual smokers, right? They, they'll only smoke if they're with me. Like, so when I do go to like a party or an event where they're kind of expecting me to bring stuff, I do pick stuff that are relatively value related that are like 45 minutes to an hour smoke. And the reason I do that is because most of them don't finish. And I want to I give them something that they're going to enjoy, but they don't finish because really at the end of the day, it is about the experience where we will just like shoot the breeze and we'll talk and they'll enjoy a decent cigar. But I never give them anything what I would consider like top shelf. You know what I'm saying? Like Because they're going to be smoking for an hour or less and they're going to put down half the cigar. So I learned my lesson early on. I was like, you need to try this cigar. And I'd hand them like a $13 cigar and it just sat there just like... <laughs> So you, you gonna know, finish that? Yeah, you gotta finish. I'll finish it. <laughs> Are you looked at it, Chris? How how was it? <laughs> it's I it's similar. Like if somebody offers me something, I'll say, you know what? Is how about you choose something for me? Um, this is what I'm looking for. Uh, flavor profile tonight, this morning, afternoon, whatever. You choose it for me. What are you comfortable with? And it just, I kind of just leave it up to them. I know it's a, it's a great gesture. I love that. And again, like it goes back to what you were saying, Mo, it's about the community. Like this is, this is what it is really about. Like mm. it's, it's very gener generous. Um, and I just like, you know, I don't want to be that person to just pick something. What if it is, if they're not like you, Cal, and say, okay, don't, don't pick that because that was a gift. I don't know. You know, some people don't don't remember to say that. They just want to be so like, you know, um, they want to give, but I let them choose for me. And whatever they give me, based off of what I'm looking for, I'll appreciate that. Yeah, that's a good take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By you, Amy. I usually <laughs> let them. <laughs> Like, I just look. She's going to go off. No, I do not. I, I'm not. Actually, I'm not. Um, do it. No. Uh, I have something before this I ends. Do. It's going to get her going. I promise. <laughs> so this is what I usually do. I actually I go off, like, just like Muka. I was like, I, I just look and see if there's anything that I have never had. And I said, is this okay if I pick, if I pick this one? Because sometimes they are taken off because... I have had situations where there's just that one person that like, oh, you got anything in there? Oh, I think everybody has. Oh. <laughs> Bitch, who are you? <laughs> like, who invited you to ask for <laughs> Or go to the fucking humidor or something. Um, you know, <laughs> like I just go 
basically I will ask them. I sometimes do whatever for us too. It's like, oh, you pick something. I don't, I don't pick. And especially if they, they're so, they have a lot of good smokes. I don't want to just go ahead and pick one of the, the good, good ones. Cause it makes me feel kind of weird. And then I'll, if, if there is just basic stuff or regular things that I smoke or I haven't smoked, then I would just tell them, I would love to try this. I never had this. Is this okay? And then I'll go off from there. Now, I do have something to say though. Uh-oh. When there is somebody that is in a lounge, right? We're at a lounge. We're not like just in anybody's houses, backyard or in the beach or whatever. And they're bragging about what the hell they smoke. And they're talking about, oh, I'm going to buy you guys all the smoke and all this. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go to the humidor. Okay, let's, let's see if, uh, if you can put- Is that where you take advantage? Oh yeah. But wait, who wanna, wait, who wanna, who wanna put your money where your mouth is? But wait, so, that's a sock unicorn time. I'm gonna fucking go with my favorite, Adonis, bitch. But wait, but then wait, then you're going. Then uh, is it that kind of contradicting? Like no, you're no, saying no, no, no. somebody that I do not know, and they're just talking shit, and they want to brag about things, oh. and I don't really know you. And you want to just go ahead and, oh, I only see You want to see their expression. I want to see if you're full of shit or not. Oh. These oral blockos. <laughs> Don't challenge me, bitch. I know what the fuck I like to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about good smokes and what is what you smoke? Come on, let's go into the humidor. I've done it like at least three times. So it's okay. So, so for Amy, so for you, yeah, that dynamic is different. You know, being being at a humidor, that's that world changes a little bit, you know, between the collective group, either as consumer, um, brand representation and manufacturer, being at a humidor is that's like there's so many factors I think that are involved there where that, that dynamic shifts a lot in this conversation. Yeah. 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 I have fun. I like to have fun sometimes. I dig it. Yeah, it's it's really it's really about that. Now I want to switch it up really quick. Pet peeves. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I'm looking at everybody's facial expression right now. Oh, Drew. Drew. Judge Drew. <laughs> so a lot of us have pet peeves when it comes to the industry, whether it's in a cigar lounge manufacturer, like what we were talking about, wraps or whatever the case may be, or, you know, licking your cigar before using the community cutter. And I think <laughs> it's just- Yeah, that, that's a no-go in this, in this world today, man. It's, uh, right, but then, no. oh no, no. But then why did it take this for people to realize to wipe down their community cutter or, hey, suggest a cutter, hey, maybe you want to buy your own cutter or just like shit like that little things like that um yeah so how about we talk about a pet peeve or pet peeves that you all may have danny oh nice um and i don't (laughs) know why don't put me don't pick me no and i don't know why it bugs me so much and i here's the thing i have a few pet peeves but this one i'll probably be the only one with it and I understand it's a thing in Europe. I don't live in Europe. And America is the number one cigar in, uh, market in the world by far. Like, it's not even close. But someone that takes their band off before they even light their cigar, mm. I don't understand 
I don't understand why it bugs me so much, but I don't understand the point of that. <laughs> now, unless you're trying to hide that you're smoking a mint java, taste I'll it. be able to tell you what you're, uh-huh. you're smoking. Oh, you're you smell that a mile away. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you don't need to hide it by taking off the band. It's going to be exposed right. real fast. But if it's something like that, um, now what's funny, Amy, or, or actually Erica, well, we, we've, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. And and I know I you know I get it like if you like that cigar but you hate the brand or you know mm-hmm. whatever maybe you don't want anybody seeing but for whatever reason it just drives me crazy it's like man we put a lot of effort and work into that band um, and it's also kind of a bit of you know it's marketing it's advertising and you know if there's anyone that thinks you're a cigar uh, what, what was the word the uh, sommelier right and uh, and you took the band off. It's like, like why? Why did you do that? And it's stupid. Listen, I of all the things that you can get upset about, but just the weird pet peeve for me is taking the band off before you smoke. I don't get it. But, but you understand where where I come from. Like you, there are so many great oh, sure. cigars out there. You know, big manufacturers, smaller small batch uh, manufacturers, just all these different brands. And over time, it's like. You know, you see in us being in the industry, you know, it's it's different. It's I'm smoking that cigar and I'm looking at this band and I'm like, I don't want to fucking smoke this cigar. You know, and, and it's it's probably different for, for those people that you're you're you see. But for me, it's a little bit different, especially for us in the States. It's it's just different. And obviously, I'm still buying those cigars. I still support that brand, but I just can't sit there for an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and smoking a cigar with this band on it. I'm not going to take a picture of it. I'm not. I'm not going to post it. I, I really want to enjoy the time. Is true? Is that you? It's Mo. That's got to be Mo. It's yeah, got to be Mo. <laughs> and Mike's like, so nonchalant, like, not me. My, my neighbors are whatever. I don't know what the hell they're doing. You're talking about the beeping, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought your wife was trying to get in the garage and you just kept slamming the door shut. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> no, I'm smoking. But uh, but yeah, in, in that case, it's it's a little bit different for me. But if if you know, I, I really enjoy the cigar and 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 the cigar company, I, I appreciate them, but you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take off the band. I, I'm proud to smoke it, but with certain brands, I'm just not proud to smoke it with the band on it. I'm sorry, Danny. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. I don't smoke it too much anyway. <laughs> Drew, what about you? The, the people that smoke through the band. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yes, my man. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Unfortunately, it is. Wait, why? Is there is there like a reasoning behind this? <laughs> I have they no love, they love to taste the Bermacol. They want to taste the ink on the label. Wait a second. Listen, listen. I know Skip is watching this, but I'm pretty sure I've seen Skip smoke through many bands before. I've seen those pictures on Instagram, and those fuckers are half burnt on fire, and he's chugging through the biggest freaking donger I've ever seen. <laughs> I've, so Drew, why does this piss you off so much? We got to hear more from yeah, Drew. Yeah, I, I want to know this too. It doesn't. 
it doesn't piss me off, but those just stupid people. Stupid, <laughs> stupid people. Second would be the one that uh, they post a picture with everything they own in the picture with the cigar. <laughs> they should put the bills that come with those things too, right? Like, here's my yeah. car payment. Here's my budget. Right. Like, what, why does that piss you off so much? Is it because we can't have that? Or is it just, what? what is it about it pisses you off? What? What's in the photo? What? Paint us the picture. Photo, if you pull it up on Instagram or wherever, when you see and you're like, fucking hate that, man. <laughs> like, what, what's in that photo? It'll, it'll normally be a car or a boat with, wow. with, with a watch. Yep. Mm. With, with um, the cigar will be there, a lighter, a cutter, a pocket knife or a gun. An AirPod. <laughs> yeah. Wallet. Everything so the guy carried with him, or girl. I haven't seen girls do it as much, but uh, yeah, guys that, that's do more a lot. of a guy thing. Yeah, that's like that. We do it. That's like the guy thoughts. Yes, the male it's thoughts. That weird. Um, it's that weird luxurious lifestyle that we talk about. Mo, we were talking about that the other day. Where it's oh, like, don't even get me started. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, let's I don't know how much started. time. I, but it is. I, I. So I kind of agree. Like I didn't even think about that as a pet peeve. But man, that's that's one thing because I I think it's um. You know, great for you, but I don't think there's a connectedness to the majority of the cigar community in terms of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Drew, what do you think that they're trying to prove? <laughs> look, look, look. <laughs> He's not like. You have to filter. You have to filter out what he really wants yeah. to say. <laughs> Can we say that? Is there, fil- is there a filter on that microphone? I swear to God, this is so he's much like, better he's than like, just oh, listening to the oh. Dolphins because I can now see his reaction when he talks about this shit. I love it. Is, I love is, it. Yeah. Is Drew not the Elon Musk of cigars right now? I, I can so. see his brain processing and he goes, should I say it or should I not say it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, say it. It's a penis complex. <laughs> they're, they're, they're compensating for how small their penis is. <laughs> I'll steal one. No. <laughs> he said it. He said it, everybody. Said no. it. The penis is not on the table. No, it's, it's not. Typically not. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's great. Now, Corojo, do you have something to add to <laughs> Hey, which is why Amy was showing uh, Churchill's, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just, you know, the thing is, my pet peeve is that us women are overshadowed by our tits and our vaginas and our asses. And the thing is, is that, you know, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a reputable hoe, <laughs> and the these women that are in this industry that think by me putting this phallic thing in my mouth is a representation of putting a penis in my mouth is somehow sexy and going to drive my Instagram following is bullshit. 
I smoke these things oh, because I love them. Not because of my tits, not because of my ass, none of that. It's because I love cigars, babe. Do you understand? Why do you have to show your tits and ass? Oh, here we go. Oh. Here we go. I think this is this is the pivot point here, I think. Listen, I, <laughs> I like that there's a point here buried in deep, deep ignorance. Now, first and foremost, if I'm taking a photo of myself, I want to look good. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's going to take a lot more mean, than a photo. That doesn't mean... <laughs> Lots of filters. That yeah, you have to filter the shit out of that. That doesn't mean you treat me as a sex symbol because I love cigars. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you know? It, I guess. It's called the thirst trap. <laughs> I think if Chris keeps talking, we're going to have to give Cow a new liver. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're going to have to get ourselves an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Oh, shit. Don't be a slut because you're a slut. You know, smoke <laughs> cigars because you love them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, we know. What What would Buffalo Bill say? Um, Buffalo Bill would say, uh, I think Buffalo Bill is Corey. Okay, Corey totally. <laughs> you know, um, Buffalo Bill would say, um, yeah, I'm hard. There's no doubt about that. But that's not gonna get me to buy that fucking cigar. Why yeah. doesn't it though? <laughs> because if your cigar is shit, it don't matter how fucking good you look. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's about the cigar. <laughs> Corey? Corey. Tell him, just tell to expand him, on what him, you said. Tell him. Um, in a serious note. Chad um, Kruger. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hey, hey. Screenshot oh. it and look at this photograph. <laughs> Nickelback. Come look on, Amy. <laughs> just this Corey pants. exotic. Or I got Corey. my pants around my knees and I'm ready to go. Um, to, so to expand on what Chris was saying, I think um, it is certainly Corojo. Sorry. I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. Um, I think it's it's a it's a ploy that tends to get immediate reaction, but unfortunately doesn't hold up to any sort of standards around the cigar for long term. So really, essentially, there's diminishing returns if there's not a, if, if it's not truly a good cigar. And really, what does that represent? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I struggle with that. I've, I've never bought. I personally never bought a cigar because I've seen it represented in a fancy it's just it's just not how I connect it that, that's for me personally maybe that works for some people but I still think the time and attention and the marketing and the branding needs to be you know it needs to lend towards what that cigar is and its viability and the community overall um, not essentially just simply represented um, in a sexy fashion but I will say this my biggest pet peeve, pet peeve and Erica, you brought this one up before as far as the community cutter, so I'm not going to harp on that one. But that there's something that does not disgust me more than that. Um, you might as well just lick the cutter. Like, I wish people would just do that so they can just kind of mark it when they walk up to it. Just lick the community <laughs> cutter and just go, here it is. It's for everybody now. Um, I, I have a hard time when I'm walking in the humidor and there's somebody in there with me, and, and specifically in cigars that aren't wrapped in cellophane, where people are finger-fucking the shit 
cars <laughs> one by one. And I mean, I've watched guys go through entire humidors, picking stuff up, rubbing it, putting it down. And I literally take mental note and go, not that one, not that one, not that one, oh. not getting down that box. And then I'm limited to, to a small amount of inventory because and then I think so. Then my head immediately goes to, "Well, I'm just watching this one guy. How many more people have done this before I got in here over a long period of time?" And I literally get nauseous to my stomach. So typically, when I go to a lounge, I'm finding something that's wrapped in cellophane just to know that it's protected from. Because listen, if anything, COVID nineteen has brought forward it is how nasty human beings are. Yeah. And I am absolutely disgusted when I see that. I will never pick up a cigar in a humidor. <laughs> Do you, know, you, you mean you don't smell it? You don't smell it through the cellophane? Do you know? Or put it up your nose? Yeah. You try to snort it. Wipe, wipe it on my taint for a few seconds. I don't know. Does that do anything? Get it in my, no. my pores so I can really yeah. feel it. Like, I, it is absolutely nauseating when I see it. Like, because then I just immediately, the association is to like, well, that person washed their hands. And then I look at someone who's like really sweaty. Because humidor's <laughs> right. Humidity's high. I'm just like, I can't do it. It makes me nauseous. So I'm just, I immediately walk to the next thing that have, I know is at least somewhat protected. Have you ever taken the box and just kind of like picked it up and you just kind of like dump them out and like just try to pick out the one in the box? Yeah, pick one, pick one that's sitting in the, well, in the very of, bottom of the box. box. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my, I think that's my biggest one because I've just seen it too many times and Amy, I'm sure you've seen it before and I just, I cringe, I cringe. And, and the, the sad part is, is like, as if you're a retailer, what, other than putting policies in a place, I feel like that's a very difficult thing to police. Almost very, impossible. Very much. Mm-hmm. So I think you really, yeah, as a consumer, have to use your own discretion and understanding like what can be picked over and what's being touched. And you're really playing the odds as far as like, you know, does this person you know, have at least a minimal sense of hygiene? And I would say, knowing what I know now and probably what I've known my entire life, most likely not. So if, I tend to stay away from. If those. that makes you sick, love, I will wear my plum velvet gloves and pick out my cigars next time. I'd appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> well, that's that's one thing. Is it's, it's some people looked at like when we even you know we've been talking about this for for such a long time before all of this pandemic has been happening we're looked at a certain way or some people approach us really upset we're like why the fuck did you say that this and that but now you are practicing you're paying attention to these things why did it have to take this crazy shit that's happening in the world for you to make the adjustments needed like why 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 like it's it's kind of like what what i what i've been saying to amy i'm like Whenever I went on on an airplane, for years I've been doing it. I've taken my wipes. I've been looked at like I was a fucking crazy maniac for wiping down. Was it because of the wipes? Because of the wipes. You know, my seatbelt, like wherever I'm going to touch. And, but now, oh, you're, you, you want to ask my Clorox wipes because of Mm -hmm. that. But what, what happened before? What about the thousand people that were sitting in your seat before you that didn't wipe down your seat? Like, it's disgusting. But it's same thing applies to the cigar industry. It's like, you know, you walk into a lounge. Why are these things not happening? You, why aren't you cleaning the glasses that you have in your shop the way that you need to clean your glasses? 
give me a fucking styrofoam cup if I have to. Like, I'd much rather. Let me bring my own I'm glass. I'm going to start bringing my fucking own, my own glass to places. Like, oh, yeah. I do that oh, every time. No. Nasty. Nasty. It's, it's, it, and it happens. I mean, obviously, you guys know it happens in our area a lot, a hell of a lot more um, just because of, okay, whatever numbers it is, but because we have a higher population here. And then you have all of these cigar lounges that have all of these things. It's just, I don't cut my cigar with that, that cutter. Don't, don't do these things. Like don't, why, why are you doing Ask that? First. Ask mm. first or do the things that you need to do to make sure that everybody is saved. And yeah. it just, it just boggles my mind. Now, Corey, do you have any other pet peeves? I feel like you have like a ton of them. But really? do you have another one? Are you baiting me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then I don't know where you're going, so give me a clue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've got a ton. Um, <laughs> I will say this, just to and, and attempt to expand upon the cutter thing. I do appreciate, however, I wonder if this happens with everybody. There are certain lounges I go to, which leads me to believe that there's already an understanding of the cigar lounge that, hey, this community cutter that, you know, the hundred people have walked in today have been using. I've had people take out fresh cutters for me that have just been in the box and they'll take them out and cut my cigar for me if I want them cut. Little $1 ones? No, like Zycar, just pull it out of the box. It's retail for sale, never been open, and they'll cut my cigar. So it leads me to believe that they're an understanding that I am, that the community cutter either hasn't been disinfected or they go, I'm not going to let this guy use this thing. That's actually happened to me on numerous occasions. So, But don't you like to think, like, being a little, a little dirty, you know? Being a little dirty. <laughs> like a little dirty? Yeah. When, yeah. when I walk out of there with cold sores on my mouth, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, my lip is kind of itchy, you know? <laughs> like. Well, let, let me share this story. And the guy might be watching, so I'm not going to call him out, but he knows who he is. <laughs> oh shit! And, and, and he's gonna laugh. But I did, event up in New, I did an event. No, I did an event up in New York, and I had a Don Bosco kind of issue like a week before, <laughs> like the same week of the event. So the cigar actually hadn't been released, and I had about a third of it left, maybe a little less than a third of it left. And I put it on the ashtray, and I'm done. Next cigar because it's kind of. This guy comes up to me and he's like, man, that is a great cigar. I'm like, oh, for real? What cigar? He's like, Don Bosco. I'm like, oh, how would you get it? He's like, no, this is yours from the ashtray. Oh! Bruh. I said, are you for real? He's like, because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, to be for Nobody has these. Like, and I just sat there and I was inebriated a bit. So it, like the next day it hit me and I remember telling the guys I was with, I'm like, you know what? so-and-so did and they're like what the fuck i'm like man if it was that bad i just gave me one uh but that is i can't even say that's a pet peeve because it's never happened before and or since but just to just to show you next level of licking licking band and cutting cigar or wow. licking cigar and cutting it uh, sounds like a weasel move he was handy right a thousand percent i don't even know if that's possible that's like a guy who shows up to a party and everybody's eating and they don't want to pay into the meal and everybody has shit mm. left over on their plate and he goes, you going to finish that? That's weird. <laughs> I know. That's the guy that did it. I love the guy that did it. He's a really good guy. But 
flabbergasted. I gotta be real with you. Maybe this is the dirty side of me again. <laughs> have you have you ever just like taken a cigar and like pass it around the room like guys, you should totally try this. Not yeah. once. Not no. once. I have said guys, you should totally try this. But what I mean is go buy your own. Or <laughs> <laughs> here, I have one for you. But that's about it. Yeah, it was like a story. Uh, that reminds me of a story that happened maybe about like three years ago. We were, I was in uh, the Cigar Inn and I was with probably, I was with two friends and then these four other guys were sitting with us and just talking and obviously they were just out there to have a good time. Um, they n- knew very little about the cigar, like how to smoke a cigar. Like they knew very little, but they were just there to, you know, have a good time. So there was one gentleman that was uh, talking to a friend of mine uh, because my friend was like, hey, listen, this is a really good cigar. You should try it. And they're kind of like leaning into each other. He's like, yeah, you should, you know, such and such. This is a cigar. This is the flavor profile uh, based on what you're smoking. You know, I think you would really like it. Like he was, he did that gesture. The guy took it out of his hand and started smoking it. <laughs> I was there. I was just like, "What?" And his face just like he he just couldn't believe what just happened. And the guy then he was just like he he just like smoked it like, "Yeah, it's good." <laughs> then he's like, "Here you go," and try to give it back. He's like, "Nah, man, that's yours. I'm gonna go grab another one." to smoke the next time you should grab your own so you can enjoy your own cigar it's like this is a damn he, did, he didn't offer he didn't offer to buy him another one no huh. but then he kept smoking it i bet yeah oh, he's, <laughs> he's committed to that one yeah yeah it's like what the fuck it's insane so denny why don't you tell us something else like what what's another uh What's a pet peeve of yours? Have we asked have we oh, have we asked Rich? We're fine. Yeah, Rich, Rich. Rich, come. Tell us. Okay, so I got three things to quick say. The oh. first is Vlad, stop asking to come into the Zoom, bro. Uh, uh yeah, he's texting me too, man. <laughs> you're awesome. I love you. Get out of my DMs. Uh, <laughs> number two. Number two is is the pet peeve, which is actually deeply hypocritical, and I understand that. Uh, is that my pet peeve is people who are incredibly judgmental, but I'm also incredibly judgmental. In the end, let people enjoy what they enjoy. If you're smoking a $1 cigar and you love it, more fucking power to you, right? Like, I wish that the cigars I loved were a (laughs) dollar. That would be amazing. It's just not the reality I live in. So stop judging people. (laughs) Vlad says, damn... I'm in your DMs. All right. Uh, And number three, uh, I was calling out brand owners earlier. So I absolutely have to say, uh, Skip said, if Amy wasn't lit, he'd be here. And his ass is not here. She is not lit. So the fuck, dude. Yeah, what the fuck, man? I ain't lit, bro. Challenging. All right. I'll take a sip. Cheers. But I ain't lit yet. Oh, he did. He did say it. It'll it, it come in. He did say it. 
What about I ask Skip what's his pet peeve? Oh God. Tell me about your pet peeve. There we fucking go. Here oh, it is. Here we go. What up? Tell me. I don't. I don't know if our our uh, viewers are ready for that. Maybe. What do you think, Dan? Maybe not. I don't know what you? mood he's in. He's in the other room. Oh, that's over. Well, I can tell him. I can tell him. Come here. You, is Sean, still there? Tell I'm still here. Rosales is here. They're all kind of hanging out. Hang on. I'm gonna tell you. Guys, are you guys practicing social distancing? Apparently, not. No. Yeah, I saw how close they got, and I don't see any masks. So. What happened, Corey? Can't hear you. I can't. He's muted. I was going to say, you oh, can't sorry. He's coming right guys now. aren't sitting inside that lounge licking inside of each other's mouths all day. We <laughs> <laughs> all have multiple covers and multiple lighters. <laughs> multiple right. lighters, multiple covers. I'm just going to remind you, this is what you asked for. And just here, here we go. Yes! What, what, did you, what did they ask for? So I told them, you said, if Amy didn't get lit, you were going to come in here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I so, uh, there he goes, there he goes. Yeah. Bro. He's like, what the fuck do you want? Props <laughs> for keeping the promise, bro. That's a power, that's a about, power set. We're going to talk about cigar hoes. What are we going to talk about? Don't no, you we fucking talk about... dare. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> the Instagram cigar thoughts of America. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, my question to you is, we're talking about pet peeves. So now, what are your pet peeves? Tell me a little bit about it. Or a lot. Or a lot. I love to hear them. It's a safe zone. Like, like in terms of, <laughs> in terms of what? The industry wide. Industry wide. Whatever is your pet peeve. Mm, I don't know. Either I can say I don't really get that upset about much, or I can say I could talk for two hours about the things that annoy me. So. Okay, so okay, what annoys so what you? Do, exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell me. I don't. I mean, really, I don't. I don't really get that emotionally invested in it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a very neutral stance. <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's, let's I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, mowing them generally covered every week, so I, you know. I don't really, that's like my therapy, so I so I get I get cleared up of all my. <laughs> that what it is. But Chris and Corey, Chris and Corey basically have have a perspective too that a lot of they, they'll say a lot of shit that a lot of people won't say, but um, I don't know. I I think there's I think you guys talk we're talking about it earlier before is just like just like this general lack of authenticity in the business, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there's um. I mean, my perspective on the business is, you know, there's no really top secret way of making great cigars. Mm -hmm. And really all it boils down to is just using really good materials, taking care of your people so that they, you know, are trained and, and you, you make the cigars as good as you can. And then you do the quality assurance as good as you can. And then at the end of the day, it really boils down to, there's a bunch of good cigars on the market and it just really boils down to kind of like either a, a kind of certain flavor that you can, I mean, a lot of people come to us and say, Hey, we love you guys as a company, but everything you make is too strong for me. I just can't smoke it all the time. Like it just, 
you know, it's like, it's like, you know, um, too strong. So, um, you know, when they say stuff like that, I'll say, Hey, you know, have you tried Aganorsa? Have you tried, um, the stuff that, uh, that Nick makes, you know, he, he makes a lot of things that are kind of in that, you know, mild to medium range. Um, you know, have you tried, you know, what in the Dominican do you like? So, so, you know, there's, um, I don't get offended when people say that they don't, don't, you know, like our cigars because they just don't fit their flavor profile. But, you know, there's this whole industry out there of people who are supposedly professional reviewers who really don't know the very first thing about tobacco in general. Right. Mo can tell you, and, and this was my experience, and I know it's Mo's experience now, is that I smoked cigars for 20, almost 20 years before I went to Nicaragua. I mean, I went on the trips like Camacho, Camp Camacho with Krishna Roa. I went on the Rocky Patel trips. I went on all those trips. And, and I learned about the processes, you know, generically. But I didn't really understand anything about to making cigars until I spent years in the factory, right? And I, I, know, I know Mo can tell you, he, he went down, you know, even not even thinking he knew a lot and then just came back just unbelievably heavy from the stuff he didn't know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, and then when you start learning things, it's like scratching the surface and then there's more things that you have to learn and then more things after that. And then there's all the mix of, you know, people, time is money. People try to take shortcuts. People try to yeah. swap in tobaccos that aren't your tobaccos because they think, you know, you don't know any different. And at the end of the day, it changes how you view cigars in the sense that you start looking at them a lot more objectively. Like there's a lot of cigars that I don't necessarily smoke on a regular basis because um, they aren't my flavor profile, but objectively I know they're really good cigars. And that's why I always bring up Aganorsa, right? Um, I mean, they're very on top of their process with the stuff that they're making. On the flip side, you know, I'll just say it. Padrone is not really <laughs> that much on top of their process. When they got really simple tobacco, it's, it's, you know, if you, if you're paying for the $18, $20 cigars, the tobacco's fermented really well. Um, they're not always made really well and they're not always really pretty. It's a lot of times they're underfilled. They have patches and you shouldn't be getting that in my opinion on a hand rolled cigar, but certainly not on a $24 hand rolled cigar. But that said, I smoke Padrone's 10 times a week because I love the flavor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the exact opposite example where I'm paying that price and I'm buying that cigar just because I like the flavor, but subjectively, right. I like it. But objectively, if I look at it as a cigar maker, a lot of those cigars, I wouldn't allow to go out of my factory. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. yeah it does. So, yeah. It makes total sense. So, and you know, I'm sure somebody's going to be pussy hurt that, you know, that I said, I don't like, you know, I'm saying I love Padron cigars. I smoke them all the time, but, but, but knowing about cigars and how to make cigars, I have a different objective opinion about than I used to have. So what do you think about like then cigar reviewers? You know, I think in general, um, you know, if you're going to put a lot of time and effort into putting out news or sitting doing a podcast where you talk about it all the time, I mean, let's face it, Chris and Corey don't have the most 
um, educated palates in the world. Neither neither do Mo and and, and you know and, and these guys, but they know what they like, right? And I also love that they that they just talk about the industry because they have a passion for the industry. And at the end of the day, as a cigar brand, every time you talk about the industry and get people excited about the industry in a positive way. I think it benefits us all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the petty drama I'm not into. I mean, like your show is a lot of times really negative, but at the same time, what you're trying to do is you're looking at it from a consumer's perspective, right. trying to get retailers to get their shit together. Yeah. Which that's an unwinnable battle, but yeah. you know, I appreciate that you guys try to do it, right? So, But you're not talking to consumers. <laughs> you're like more than anything, you're commiserating the consumers. Hey, I'm, I feel you. I, I I've been, I've walked in the humidor and been disrespected. I've walked into the dirty lounge. I've walked into the furniture that doesn't match. Right? Broken chairs, broken the chairs. chairs <laughs> the, the yellow so in that sense, you know, um, the problem is, is that the people who need to be listening to you probably aren't. Mm-hmm. So I think you're just kind of talk, preaching to the choir a little bit a lot of times. It's about, I, it's about I think if you're a cigar reviewer, if yeah. you're putting out lists and people like Coop and Halfwell and these guys developing pallets, I really think that you ought to really dedicate a, a lot more time to really starting to understand objectively about tobacco. So you can, Mo can attest to this, so you can say, look, you know, I may may or may not like the cigars that Mo uh, gets made. Of course, I like them because it's really the same kind of DNA as our factory. Raul, you know, 65, 70% of the tobacco we use in Nicosueño comes from Gus Cura which is where the majority of the tobacco at Noxa comes from. Mm-hmm. So it's the same people selling the same kind of tobacco, um, just to two different factories. And then the guys that are running the factories where the cigars are made are brothers. They grew up together. So there are some things at Noxa that I think Raul is a supervisor of making that he probably wouldn't make if it was entirely up to him, but it works for that factory and it works for Noxa, right? But when... Raul sits down with someone like Mo and says, "Hey, I want to make, I want to make a cigar that, um, you know, that I'm really proud of. What comes out of that is going to be good, right? And it's going to be something that I like because it's the same DNA as our cigars, basically. Right. 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 Um, but but Mo can tell you that when when he's looking at his samples, he's looking at samples that are from all basically the same quality tobacco." that are all made essentially under the same kind of strict rules. And then it just becomes a subjective process from that point to decide, you know, what it is he wants his cigar to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a reviewer, I could say, I give this cigar that Mo has his name on an 87. I give this one a 91 and I give this one a 93, but really objectively they're all, very very good so i think that's part of part of the challenge is that some of the people who are are reviewing cigars don't know enough about the tobacco to really be objective and really they overvalue their subjective opinion sure there's and there's a lot of them you know it's you know it's a matter of here we are we're talking about who who we are in you know Corey and chris you know, their palates are constantly, you know, uh, changing and, and growing. And then us, like we have this whole other 
uh, you know, group of people that are going to change the wave and all that old school, like you said, okay, you know, it's kind of like we're, we're, we're here, we're like that tier three, but eventually it's, it's a matter of going up and about. And when it goes like those reviewers and so forth, you, it hits home when you say like, not a lot of them know a lot of shit, right? So it's, you know, and I can follow where my palette is. I find where, you know, when a reviewer is talking, I actually go towards like, what is, what is Chris and Corey saying? What is, you know, what can I talk to Mo about or Cow and, and Drew? And it's like, all right, what are you guys smoking? What, what are you guys, you know, I can connect with them, right? Well, you guys, are, you guys are a lot further along than I was, you know, like, I guess, Chris and Corey, you guys have probably been smoking cigars for mm -hmm. four or five years, right? Uh, me, me, yeah. Yeah, me yeah so, but yeah. you guys are a lot further along than where I was four, five, 12 years into smoking, because the only resource I had was cigar aficionados, really. Um, right. So, if, if I liked a cigar, and cigar aficionados said that it wasn't good, I'm, I had no, no point of reference of what, maybe they knew what they were talking about and I didn't, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and you, know, you know, there was a lot of forums and stuff on the web, but it was really just a bunch of jackasses, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know with their opinions. They, they really didn't know, you know, Saka, for example, is one of the few people who actually knew what he was talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So, but you guys, like, now average consumers have dozens of different outlets that, that are far more knowledgeable I think even far more engaged than Cigar Aficionado is. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, you guys have a lot more connectivity with the actual brands than, than we had. I mean, back when I very first started smoking cigars, cigar companies didn't even universally sell to cigar stores. They sold only through wholesale distributors, right? A lot of them. So you didn't even have any, you had no more connection to, to, the people at Ashton than, than you have to the people at Anheuser-Busch, right? Um, but then what happened was people like, you know, Wayne Suarez and, and Rocky and these kinds of people started getting out of the road. And then you start getting to know the, the companies and the people behind it, which, you know, really can go both ways. Sure. If you find out like from Gurkha this week, um, that could go wrong for you. <laughs> or, or it could go like, you know, the way it has... <laughs> you built our company, which is through personal relationships, right? Um, and the way Mo's going to have to build his company to be successful. Sure. So, um, well, you know, there's a lot of little things like, um, you know, people who, like, to me, people who, like, people who V-cut their cigars annoy me. All right, like, so there we go. Get the fuck out, Skip. <laughs> like, I gotta, like, we gotta keep asking, like, God damn it. Like, okay, so, so why does it annoy you? Why? Why is it one of your pet peeves? Why? Well, if you understand what the V-cut is and you understand how to use it and you're using a really good V-cutter um, and you're, you're the kind of smoker who doesn't really leave the cigar in your mouth at all, you just take a puff, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it except that it potentially, it actually destructs the head of the cigar a little bit, right? And mm -hmm. so it potentially creates a bunch of uh, construction problems. Um, but, um, if you do it because you think it's just like a fancy way of, of cutting a cigar and it's, it's better than all others, it's because you're uninformed, right? 
and and then when you try to inform them, they don't they don't listen. So what about punch, what about punch cutters? Like what about the people that only use punch cutters? So again, a punch cutter is is perfectly fine. It's like an exact guillotine cut that only takes the cap off. But the problem is most of the punches are made for the the size cigars were 15 years ago. Right. If it's you're smoking a 56 ring gauge cigar, you need a really big hole punch for it to not cause problems, right? You can't put a little bit a little hole punch in a big cigar. For sure. You're going to have problems, right? So again, it goes back to being educated. Um, I don't like people who, who are afraid to touch up the cigar or who are too, or who over touch it up, right? Um, Me, I don't like people who rub their cigar on the side of the ashtray. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> oh you wait a minute, what do you mean? Wait, you wait, I probably, touched. you just hit a nerve right now. Dude, what do you, what do you, like, <sighs> I've probably seen it a, mo a million one times, but what do you, what do you mean? Okay, they, they're rubbing it against the ashtray. So to me, if I'm smoking a cigar and the ash gets long, I usually just let it fall wherever it falls, right? Um, and your lap? Then I, I try to clean up after. Yeah, yeah, on my shirt, on my lap, wherever. That's sexy. Um, yeah. If if I'm in a place where I don't want to make a mess, I'll, I'll every now and then try to tap it off if it'll come off real easy. But there's people who just sit and rub every bit of ash off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I honestly hate, like, with my guts, okay? Oh, man. When a person <laughs> goes ahead and takes their cigar and they're done smoking and they go like this to the ashtray. And yeah, they that, press that's really bad. Them, like, hard. And then that smoke, that charredness, and that, yeah. oh, I just want to kill them. <laughs> yeah, we, made, we actually made a video with the Modern Road guys that covered a lot of the basics, but... Um, we covered that too. Um, telling people who lick their cigar and then try to cut it with a cutter that everybody uses. So, oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. talked about that. Yes. So when somebody says to you, Skip, like, oh, well, I lick my cigar before I cut it because every time I cut it, it cracks. What's your that, response to it? That makes total sense if you're using your own cutter. I mean, if you're using your own cutter, you can stick it up your butt before you light the cigar. <laughs> that's oh. what Corojo does. That's all your business. Yeah. Corojo does do that shit. Oh, yeah. You can moisten your cigar however you want. Oh. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Skip, I got to give you major props for a particular thing that you guys did, which was okay. hiring Danny Vasquez. I gotta if give you, you major if you props really for that. Knew, you wouldn't think that way, but <laughs> no, look, Danny. Danny's He's phenomenal. Like, look, Danny. So we we have people on our team who are very different, right? And you know, Danny's different than everybody. John's different than everybody, and yeah, I think that kind of adds to our, you know, the diversity of thought on our team. But uh, Danny and I don't always get along, but what? most times Danny's heart's in the right place. Oh. He's just a little bit lazy. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. I don't know he's about that. He's very sensitive. He's very sensitive. <laughs> I'm sure he's sitting right next to you right he's now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hired him if I didn't. Think, if I didn't really believe in him and think he was a good, you know, you know, a good addition to the team, obviously. For sure. Uh, Danny's great. 
Should we bring him back and get to the viewer questions? All right. Thanks, Skip. Cheers, Skip. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thanks, my friend. Bye. Hey, follow me on Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash Corojo or cigar underscore Corojo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what these listeners had to say. Uh, so our, our friend Nick said, I guess we can call that skipping. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else? And oh my god, they're just laughing hysterically. Yeah, they just can't stop laughing. Sounds like they're playing Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, not yet. And yeah, I mean, uh, they're just commenting to everything. Michael that we from have Michael from Maxmart Serbian slide in. I guess that's that's for you, Kuroho. <laughs> no. What does he say? What does he say? No, that's in reference to Vlad. He's talking about Vlad. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Sorry. Vlad, please. All you have to do, link was in bio, my friend. Link was in bio. You can bring it up on your computer or your phone. You can, he was, he was hitting me up too, Cal. Sorry. Uh, I got to throw in real quick while you look at those. Some of the palettes that I most appreciate in the entire industry are the people in this particular chat. Um, whether you consider them super developed or not, I don't really care. I, I appreciate what every single person in here does. You're also a half a bottle of whiskey in. <laughs> uh, more than that, thank you, sir. But I love you all, and I appreciate that. So fucking take the compliment. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. Ditto, my friend. <laughs> yeah, man. No, we appreciate you too. Uh, so, Danny, we have a, a, a question from Cigar Noise. Mm. Oh. David. Who's that, Dave? Is that Dave, Dave. West? Davi wants to ask you a question. Okay. Danny, how would you describe your day in 15 minute increments? Oh, you're so generous. <laughs> what would that be? Oh. Uh, when I come to work, um, get here at nine. Uh, I eat breakfast. Yeah, I keep going. No, uh, <laughs> funny. I know it's a funny question. So it's just like, you know, you just kind of plan your day, uh, uh, have a goal for the day, and then have a goal of the accounts you need to reach. And yeah. then just make sure you achieve that goal every day. And uh -huh. all of a sudden, at the end of the week, you've achieved your weekly goal, and then your monthly goal, and then your quarterly goal and then your annual goal right i love ambition danny i love ambition and with the other seven hours and 30 minutes you just hang out <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> no there's definitely an hour and a half worth of uh, bathroom time uh, especially with tiktok tiktok like no so you know What's funny is, you know, part of the day is, is taking pictures of a cigar and posting it and explaining about it and describing it, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then teasing us with fucking limited editions. And yeah, stuff. I know. Shit. Yeah, Danny, you said that earlier. And I go, hey, by the way, none of those make it to Ohio. No. So that's, been <laughs> zero. that's been real fun. <laughs> zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, 
our good friend, our good friend Chris. Chris, yes. Our good friend Chris from Hawaii uh, asked, "What are your go-to smokes right now?" You guys know Chris, right? It has to be Chris. Hi, Chris. Yeah, yeah, of course we know Chris. He's always posting pictures of donuts, which is no, no, no. So Chris, I know there's there's two Chris's. Two Chris's. There's no way there's two Chris's in Hawaii. Yes, oh, there, there are. Is. So Wait, this isn't Chris this isn't Chris Duke. Not Chris Duke. This is Chris okay. Gomez. Oh, Gomez. Oh. So, uh, yeah. So, what are your go-to smokes right now, Drew? Over there. Um, uh, Patina Habana, Patina Maduro. Um, Monty Two, Opus, Lost City. Awesome. Fucking fancy ass shit. So I've been throwing in some Room 101 stuff lately. Ding. Ding. <laughs> what about you, Mo? There it is. Uh, mostly, mostly Patina, um, Cuban, Byron. Ooh, Byron all day. Another all fancy one. Fancy? Yeah. Another fancy. Another fancy. Uh, uh, Illusioni Epernate, too. Oh, oh God, yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh. Now yeah it's Martin. a phenomenal cigar. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Miss Corojo? Anything that is a ring gauge of 72 plus. <laughs> Do you hear me? Anything he needs two hands for. Why this? Is, it, the, is it because of the two hands? You need two hands, huh? Oh yeah, it's so heavy in your hands, which I love. Um, it takes me a good three hours. A good three fucking hours. Bro, they've been touched by 300 hands. You think your two hands are gonna do it a second? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh my God, Wow, what are yours? <laughs> Uh, Patina, anything. Psycho 7 Nicaragua. I think Indiana Ortez is doing incredible things. Kazdagli, yeah. anything. Vlad, there's your fucking shout out, bro. Uh, Kazdagli is doing a fantastic job. Kazdagli. Uh, Corey? Uh, recently, um, Southern Draw, Jacob's Ladder, Brimstone, and the Crown Ed's Juarez. Probably my two go to. What is? Jarez. What it? Jarez. What it? Not Jarez. Jarez. What it? Danny. Me and Danny. Mama Blanche. What it? What Say it with me. What it? What it? You gotta roll that. You gotta roll those. You gotta roll those, Jay. There's a lot of R's in that. <laughs> so, Chris, what are you? What are your go-to's now? Though? <laughs> oh man, it, it, the thing is, is like I'm never fixated on one particular brand. Like it's, I, I would literally grab a random cigar, um, just for the sake of reviewing it or like just getting a, a like getting familiar with it. Like, I, like last year, me and Corey smoked and reviewed over 160 cigars, which are in a backlog that we have for upcoming reviews. And so when it comes to it, I'm like, if there there are go-tos, if I'm just kind of generally smoking, I will say some crown heads are that case. 
but I got to be real with you people. I don't know what it is, but I am a searcher and finder of anything like double Claro or Candela. Um, there's something about the green leaf that uncured tobacco that I am like fixated on. And so while they're very rare and there's not that many of them, and I've probably at this point had any, like all of them, I just love having a like Claro. I don't know what it is. Yeah, whether it's, whether it's like Illusion 88 Candela and my favorite, and this is not to say. Give it to it, me, baby. Give yeah. it to me. My give number it to one. Me. My, oh, honey, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> uh, my number one will always be the Cro-Magnon from Orion from Warcraft. There is yeah. something about that cigar. I will constantly smoke that motherfucker whenever it's available. Not in Ohio, though. Which, by the way, it's rarely ever rarely available. <laughs> but I will grab it. I'm like, how long have I been sitting there? And they're like, I don't know. I was like, I don't care. Great. Get it. It's been American is, market selection. But the thing is, is it is rare. And it, and it usually sells out. Even when it's available, it sells out quickly. It does. Around here, it goes fast. It sells out quickly. But it's always been my tried and true. I love it. I love the grassiness. Some people say, hey, but I think the Fomorian has more of a grassy flavor and it's just so fucking good. And I drink it or I smoke it with like a, a like a gin and tonic, you know, a little gin and tonic. Oh, honey. Oh, oh. What, what kind of gin do you drink? Um, I'll do Bombay or Hendrix. Um, yeah. Hendrix is usually a really good uh, one to use, especially in a tonic because I like a little bit sweeter. You know what I'm saying, honey? Sweeter. You know, uh, Erica and, and Amy could probably point you to a really, really good gin that I am not a gin drinker, but I, I got you, bro. Room 101 gin. Room 101 gin. I got a homeless for you guys. Yeah. Y'all got some of that? Like, Room 101, Bloom, uh, Uncle Val's, Uncle like, Val's. all this. Oh, my God. So it's so oh, good. It's incredible. There's there so many gins. But I mean, most of these gins are only available in New York City. I know. And he said it, he had a lot in, in like, Cal yeah, he said he had a lot in um, like West Coast too. And I'm like, yeah, like Matt, Matt, Matt's like, oh, we've got a lot in Hawaii. And I'm like, cool. I'm in Ohio. So as like a, a lifetime East Coast guy, you know, New Yorker, Florida, Maryland. On the East Coast, there's the East Coast. And then a whole bunch of weird shit, like Chicago, maybe we care about, and then California. Yeah. So, just FYI, I know it's really hard for you guys to kind of get that concept, but that's how the East Coast thinks about America. There's just like what? There's just like, hey, no, like what the fuck? Hey, listen, man. Someone born and raised in Ohio, and I've only been in about lived in about a 15 mile radius. I'm ready to get the hell out. So I feel you. Definitely. No, no, I'm not talking bad. I'm just saying that's that's how it goes. I when I you know I had never been to Texas and I'm like, man, how many tumbleweeds am I gonna see? Like, I can't wait to take a picture of a tumbleweed. <laughs> I didn't realize how California Austin is, but you know, yeah, there are parts of that. Texas. So another question that came in from a good friend, Dave Cigar Noise: uh, If <clears throat> your life could be summed up in a TV series, what would it be? I think, oh shit, what would I be? Hmm. <laughs> a movie, if you give me a movie, I'd 
I'd nail this, but what would be your what is it? Oh, Dallas Buyers Club. What? Dallas Buyers Club? <laughs> I'm done. We're cut cut off. Like All right, done. Room. We're done. Waiting room <laughs> for Corey. What? Let's put his ass on the waiting room. Why right now? Why? No, I'm just because I felt like I looked like him right now. <laughs> I feel like I look like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> he's actively living with AIDS. Is what he's trying. <laughs> T- TV series is tough. I don't know. TV series is tough because there's so many different. There's so many different ones. I could tell you what I'd want to live, probably Sopranos, but that's not the reality of my life living in Dayton, Ohio. No, Sopranos was like filmed right behind her house i know which yeah, makes me like, very jealous was, uh damn mo how about you uh i i don't know that that's tough i'd like to think of myself as uh i don't know if you guys have watched mr robot without the oh, computer yeah. skills yeah. Yes. but yeah. um but you know i i'm a big believer that we could either watch the world be as it is or we could actually try to change it and make it better um, one of the pet peeves that I didn't get a chance to, to speak on, unfortunately, um, oh, was this, the, no, 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 not, a, no, that's not your fault. Um, is, uh, this, this lifestyle thing, right. And I want to speak about this because, sure. and, and I think that in the, in light of what was posted and people are talking about, there is an element where we talk about cigars bring people together. I've been long discussing this, this thing about segregation within cigar shops. Okay. Mm -hmm. That happens. And that shit needs to stop. Okay. This, these are things that are supposed to bring people together. Right. First and foremost. But secondly, this whole lifestyle thing that drew kind of talked about with the watches and the, this and the, that, that has crept into our industry along with people using brands to like give themselves an identity like oh i only smoke this right just stop that that is the antithesis of what we want what i want the cigar and i'm not gonna say we what i want the cigar industry to be what i think it should be because to me that is an ex like something that excludes people right and it creates this lack of inclusiveness to outsiders looking in that intimidates people from getting involved in cigars. So I would really like to see less of that and more about the focus on the cigar itself and, and using it to expand the number of people that get involved in getting out there and meeting people that aren't like you. Right. And, um, we need more of that because there's a massive lack of understanding of other people's struggles. So I think, I think it's there. It's there. We know it's there. Obviously it's there because of this and in many other zooms that we've all been a part of, right? It's there. Yeah. There's, you know, disagreements here and there or whatever, and there's bullshit, but, uh, it's there, but those people that are front and center and we Mm -hmm. call them the tier ones, right? They are shading us and but things have changed so much in the past coming from a uh, social media side of things all of us look at that but right now 
uh, in the past couple of years, but they've already gained all of those followers. They've already gained all of mm -hmm. that to whether they buy their followers, they buy their likes and so forth, but they're always going to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I see it as, you know, it's, it's our opportunity. Absolutely. But we as a whole need to come together as a community and always talk about these things. It's always mm -hmm. bringing awareness. Like, okay, right. we know the women, we know the guys that are doing it. We know it. It's all bullshit. Okay. That's mm -hmm. fancy photo. Okay. I wish like it's making me feel a certain way in a negative way, but it's, it's here. It's about bringing people together and like we do already, but I think it's, the question is, is how do we break through that tier one mm -hmm. in order to get them like, okay, they, they could stay where they are. They've already reached their plateau. They can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's, it's where we can reach where they are, but continue to go and move, move forward because we have the knowledge, we have the connections, we have, we have the ability to change things uh, amongst ourselves to be able to do that. All three podcasts do that. We all do in our own special way. Yeah, you guys, you know, as Sultans, you guys say, oh yeah, we just, you know, we throw out, you know, different topics here and there. You know, Corey and his uh, Poison Ivy stories, I love them. And, you know, the, the underrated, overrated, it's great. And Drew's, uh, you know, deep Ooh. thoughts of the night before the, the, the show ends, though that's, that's what it's all about. And that's why I think people don't realize that how powerful we are, no matter if the manufacturer has been in the game for a long time, they're watching us, they're listening to us, whoever they are in the entire world. But it's, it's this right now, I believe us coming together means a hell of a lot because we're all on the same page, no matter what. Mm -hmm. We all want the same thing. We all want this. Yeah. It's to share, share it with the world and share it with everybody out there feeling the same way as us. It's, they feel comfortable, they're with us. So mm -hmm. our question is, is how do we break, through, break for, through that tier one? And is there a possibility? Maybe it's always gonna be there and it's just, you know, floating. But I yeah. mean, again, they've hit their plateau and I'm okay with that because, you know, they can't do what we are doing here. Starting this week, I am going to post my annual income on my Instagram <laughs> profile to show you that with food stamps and making less than $17,000 a year in the red light district, you can enjoy cigars with anyone. You don't need a hundred K plus salary to enjoy this, this wonderful community of cigars and meet the people uh, in any lounge, whether it's the mailman or whether it's some military person, it doesn't matter. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think so. For sure. <laughs> no, so just, just yeah. to add to that, Danny, what's the general MSRP on a Roma Craft cigar? Uh, about eight to nine bucks, kind of average. Cool, cool. Mo, where's the patina? Where's that that's, at? That's eight one to twelve. Pixel. Eight to twelve. Zep, does that fit your your lifestyle? What's that? Does that fit what your do you lifestyle, Miss uh, Miss Corojo? 
<laughs> oh yeah, like for one blowjob, twenty dollars, <laughs> I can buy two fucking cigars. Do you understand that? <laughs> Pretty good that deal. That was not the, the response I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> I will I'm say sorry, I've never seen Kyle blush before. <laughs> I think I think Mo is definitely I mean, we and we talked about this a little bit and Eric I I wholeheartedly agree with what you said like one of the reasons actually the biggest reason Chris and I even st- started doing the podcast is because we didn't identify with those things that Mo's talking about. We were we are not look at us for Christ's sake. We are not <laughs> I am the weirdest training you've ever seen. People people oh, who Jesus. People who I who I talk like I some people are very dumbfounded as far as like how deeply entrenched we are in the cigar. They literally are. I was like, yeah. What do you do? What's your passion? What's your hobby? It's like oh, I smoke cigars, and they're like, wait, what? You smoke like like I'm supposed to fit some sort of image or ideal of what that's supposed to be, and I don't. The reason is we we started this whole thing and doing what we're doing because we didn't fit that mold, and we understood that there's. Folks out there, there's a newer generation of folks who are wanting to be acclimated, that want to be inclusive, and we wanted to be a voice for those people who we knew we identified with. And it wasn't those people who live the grandiose luxury lifestyle who, as Drew mentioned earlier, are you know taking pictures with $10,000, $15,000 watches and boats and so on. It's like, I think that's a very, although it's the prestige part of what exists in the cigar community. I don't think it really represents the number of people that we sometimes think it does. It's just, it's almost like the media is, is that's kind of what's being broadcast out there. And that's what people are trying to create an association with that. As far as I know, the collective group that's here, that's none of us. It simply, it quite simply is none of us. Couldn't have said it better. Cigar daddy. Couldn't have said it better. I think, I think that's part of the reason why the, the, you know, these three kind of uh, our audiences or our shows, we're really the only that could really work together. And, and I think the reason for that is because you'll get to a certain level of doing this where you one, get a, some type of sense of entitlement, but then also feel like, Hey, I can make money off of this. This could, you know, make, you know, maybe I can make a living off of doing this. And there are very, very few that do that now right I mean, we can name them dojo half wheel maybe coop you know i know coop still has a job right so it's like it's like it's very very tough to do that but some of those guys like that's really their goal is to get the advertising to get to get the sponsorship so that this is what they do and unfortunately and i don't care i don't care who you are you have to sell a piece of your soul to say to make that happen right um and that's why a lot of people, you know, they, you know, the cigar aficionado list, let's be real, is really the only list that matters, but look how much shit they get. Right. And, sure. um, that, and then, and when you, when you look at half wheel, half wheel is funny to me because they will give a low rating to one of their sponsors. Right. You know, on the flip side, they will, you know, pump them up a little more over here and, and that, and I, I don't know, Listen, I, I'm not going. I'm not going to say it's full of shit, but at, you know, at some point there there has to be a little. But then a lot there, you know, I respect them a lot. So when it comes to news for now, you know, they're kind of the go-to uh, for cigar news. Um, you know, that can that can change because as you know, Halfway wasn't always around, right? 
Um, but I think I think that that's the interesting kind of facet here with us is that none of us is looking to have this as their part time. We're doing it from a side of passion. Uh, you know, there's there's a you know, at least what four of us that are are in the industry or at least were in the industry at some point. So we have that kind of you know back end as opposed to like the only thing I have in the industry is because I want to report on it or like, you know, Chris and Corey, you guys understand the fact that, you know, you still have your full-time career. This is a passion for you. So when something's a passion, you, you're more, um, you're more real with it, which you guys are hundred percent are, you know, I'm stroking all of our egos a little bit here, but it's like, I think that that is the super important part of being authentic is because I can be authentic because I can talk shit about, you know, X, Y, Z, and it's not going to affect my income. It's not going to affect my life, or I can talk really good about something and it's not going to affect my income. It's not going to affect my life. I don't give a fuck about followers. I don't care about listeners. I don't care about, you know, the, well, the number anyway, right? Like I care about the followers. I care about the listeners, but I don't care what that number is. You know, if we only had five people that listen, you know, me, cow, Mo. Uh, Drew and then one other person listening. <laughs> right? It's like it's like pretty much my mother-in-law, bro. Oh, five. Um, you know, we we're still gonna do it. We're recording every Monday. You guys are recording every Tuesday. You guys are recording every Friday, and and that's where the authentic the authentic comes from, where our listeners identify with us, as opposed to it's really hard to, for me to identify with cigar aficionado. Like that's a whole nother level of of branding of advertising of is this for real like do you really care that much about the cigar to give it a 92 93 94 95 i've smoked that cigar right and then hey wow you gave this an 87 i kind of like that cigar like you know it's whatever right so um, i think that you know that's a huge part of 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 the community that we've all built kind of around it I, I think we just really we attract these really really good people, and, and if they don't like it, then you stop listening. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, well, I will say, you know, you bring up a good point in terms of that, and you know, as long as the devotion, like, and I can speak for Chris and I, and I'm sure many are in the same boat. Right, we built a website around things, fired up a YouTube okay. channel. That's all. That's all, Corojo. Um, and we, we've done all these things and, and I can tell you the amount of money we've made is exactly zero. And the amount of money we lost, I don't even want to tell it's an insane amount. Um, but that's because we love doing what we're doing. We, we want a platform out there to broadcast, you know, this message to a collective community, a collective audience that continues growing over time, shared audience between these three podcasts. And that's, I mean, that's literally what we went in with. There was never this grandiose idea where it's like, hey, let's take over the world and let's shoot for advertising dollars. If you look at our website, there's exactly zero advertisers. We have one for the podcast and he's a good friend of ours, right? It's someone I want to support because I believe in what they're doing. Um, that's, I mean, it's not one of those exchange of dollars. It's, it's a guy that I talk to every single day of the week. Um, and it's because I believe in what he's doing for the community. Likewise, he believes in us. And I think that's the very, very, very intentional important piece of what I think we can all collectively do to most point and building up a community is doing exactly things like this, doing what we're doing on the website platform, what we do with the podcast. Eric, you asked the questions like, how do, how do we get there? And I think it's, 
doing more of these types of things. It's being sure. real with the conversations. It's being real with each other. It's sometimes having the hard conversation, Sultans, or you guys topically <laughs> kind of putting shit out there. Eric and Amy, I mean, there's, there's times where when I listen to your podcast, I blush. Um, and not in a bad way, in a good way where I go, holy shit. And Skip mentioned earlier, I'm glad someone said it because no one, no one else is saying it. And it's a thing that I would say 90% of the people are thinking. I think it needs to be more of that. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, same thing with what you guys, uh, Danny and Corey have, have said multiple times. All of you have said this to us as well. It's like, you know, before we even, you know, came up with this, it's like, all right, you guys know that we hit a, I had personally hit a plateau on social media. It's like, all right, we're not, we need to change some things up. And, you know, doing the research and knowing that you guys had the podcast, it's like, what can we offer the, the, the cigar community from a different perspective? Us being women, like how, we don't know everything. You know, it's just, we're learning every single fucking day. We don't, we don't have, our goal is just to be able to connect with other people and make them make let them know that they're not alone and right awareness. and bring awareness like we all all do and and you know to to have the fact that you guys support us means the world not a lot of people fucking like us it's, it's fine but it's you know that drives us because we have so many other people listening to us and off we offer something a little bit different than you guys do. you guys already cover you know what I, if I if I want to you know feel a certain way, I'm gonna li listen to the Hot Ticket podcast. If I want to feel another way, I want to I want to listen to the Sultans. You guys take us out of this you know daily grind and take us to different places. Well, me to different places, and that's appreciated. You know, it, and it's I can get a little of everything within these three podcasts, and and it goes very far. And you know. It, <coughs> I still want to know a lot about Drew, but we'll we'll figure that out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Erica, Erica, ask him about the squirrels. Ask him oh, the squirrel question. Yeah, and I want to let's let's. Well, I know we've been going on for a while. It's just a normal conversation. A lot of people are loving this. You know, where they're just like praising this uh, on YouTube, and they they appreciate this conversation that we're having. Uh, and how about we switch it up, Drew? We ended off on a positive note with true like true you have to end this on a positive note man squirrels and uh the uh what is it uh the drew drew's thoughts <laughs> like deep thoughts deep thoughts deep th but wait 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 i know that me and muka were talking about a question specifically for drew for the squirrels. squirrels. Right. That's exactly the question that I wanted. That's why I said squirrels. Fluffy. All right, Drew. Let, let Mukao ask the question. He, he, he put it nicely. So smart. Here's, here's the squirrel question, Drew. All right, let's hear it. You, Mr. Drew, are in a cage match with a number of squirrels. How many squirrels could you personally take on? <laughs> Are what we kind on of, an episode of Lost? What kind of squirrel? <laughs> what you do you can mean pick. what fucking kind of squirrel? There's kind of squirrels. It matter. Need some better details here. <laughs> what kind of squirrel? Is it a young squirrel? Is it an old squirrel? Yeah, they have flying squirrels. They have ground squirrels. 
Pick whichever kind, and however it matters. <laughs> Ooh, is it? Are we? Are we in a ring or like a cage? It's literally <laughs> a cage. You can't get away. Cage like the octagon with squirrels. I was about to say, yeah. With a top on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no escape for anyone. Uh oh. Man, I bet I bet I could take on. I don't know. 20, 25 squirrels. <laughs> One squirrel fuck you up. Guns, he could take on more than just what? One. Have you ever dealt with more. a squirrel? More. I fed a squirrel one time, <laughs> and it pulled with the food out of my hand and sliced my finger. An- animals like me, Danny. Sweetie. And it was wow. it was being nice, and I bled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that and you had you to go through that. And then you needed a rabies shot. You're gonna die. <laughs> well, I didn't realize this was going to be a sensitive topic for Danny, so that yeah. was perfect. <laughs> My bumper sticker says, I aim for squirrels. Dave said anything less than 500 is weak. <laughs> I, think, so I, I, think ask- I think I had to take quite a few on before I got overran. How many? Some, we need to set this up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got a ridiculous jump. They this got a bite. Than, they can fuck you up. But listen, here's the thing. I'm with Drew on this because I've been sizing Drew up this entire Zoom session. Yeah, but and I agree with I agree with the 20 to 25. I think he can fucking do it. I think he can do it. Listen, you could snap a squirrel neck like this matchstick. Just boom. I, I think, think 2025 is a good number. Harder to. I don't want to get ridiculous. You got to catch it first, though. Stop in your bed. <laughs> I'd have him running from me. Here's the thing with the squirrel. If you grab one squirrel and you just you rip that head off, or you just make an example of that one squirrel... <laughs> Those squirrels will get it. They'll be like, Never mind. there you go. I'm not messing with that guy. Now, like if there's a, flying squirrels in there, you're fucked. Like a William Wallace, but every corner of your backyard is just strewn with its head and its limbs, showing an example that don't fuck with my goddamn yard. Yep. I like it. In my first apartment, I had a roach on the wall. I killed it and left it there for like two or three days. You have to. I didn't see a roach for like a week. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Until the other roaches grab it, it's dead carcass. Yeah. It's like, you know, tell your friends about me. (laughs) So how about about questions for Erica and Amy? Well, we haven't, wait, no. What are we doing? What, 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 squirrels, how many? 25. 20, 25. 25? 25. Yeah. That's sexy, Drew. All right, 25. 25? 25? 25. Okay. All right. Somebody, Kyle, can you find out where we can buy squirrels? And then we're going to just send them to Ohio. <laughs> Listen, come to Ohio. I can tether together at least seven right now in my backyard. Uh, yeah. Ohio has those black squirrels. Which we got actually, every squirrel. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I could gather the 25 right, right, around, right around the corner. Trust me. I have a fucking park filled with them bitches. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Amy's sensitive about squirrels, too. Yeah, I talked to them. <laughs> so, so Erica, are there any questions that are going to get Amy to go off? 
Not tonight, bro. Not tonight. Cigar sommelier? <laughs> oh, you gotta save that. Don't bring that up now. You save that. Are we all are we all in agreement that this cannot be the one and only time we do this? Yeah. Because I feel like there's just a collection. There's there's so much more. There's I mean, so more. you know, you guys came on to you know our YouTube and you, we didn't really give you a chance to ask us questions, but we really wanted to share who you all were. I know a lot of your followers and your listeners have joined in, and but next time. We can go, dude. We have topics for days. Yeah. Mm. This this is this is a great group, man. I you love know? this. This is great. So, deep thoughts, Drew. How um, about we end it yeah. off on a positive note? Yeah, Drew, you got to close this out strong. You have to close this Get out. Get deep, Drew. I, I wasn't warned ahead of time. What? Totally hanging out. Like you like a, what? All right. They said something like wait, two hours wait, ago, bro. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. I was ignoring what? it like I do every week. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I might have some notes here. Hang on. Notes. Bullshit, he's texting me for an idea. Yep. Vlad, send Drew an idea. Uh, so no, this is, this is pretty good. So, so I've been wondering this for a long time, but what's the deal with people that take late lunches? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm being serious here. What's, what's, what's considered late? So, yeah, what's late? Why is it always a family thing where they're like, Hey, we're going to get together for a late lunch. Why can't we eat a normal lunch? Noon. Anything what? after noon is late. Twelve thirty. I'll give you that. <laughs> You're meeting for lunch at one or two. It's no. That's bullshit. That's not lunch time for you. What the fuck? Listen, Drew. Noon. Noon. Between eleven and. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We gotta, we gotta give the stage to Karoha. Listen, Drew. If you want to keep this fucking figure, you got to intermittent fast, bitch. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta show up your tattoo when you say yeah. that. Sixteen hours, bang it bang. out. You know what bang, I'm saying? Bang. Sixteen bang. hours straight. Don't eat a fucking thing. You want to have water? That's fine. But I wait sixteen goddamn hours before I eat, and it might be a couple nibbles of a pizza, but that's it. That's not intermittent fasting. No, it's no. Not. <laughs> intermittent fasting. <laughs> We have a couple guys at work that do that, and they all eat at noon. Well, what's lunch time for you? Twelve noon, twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. Minus two. Well, what time do you get up? Twelve thirty is okay. I'm up by six every morning. Okay. So, do you consider like anything afternoon, like dinner? Like, is it dinner to you? Oh yeah, dinner would be then. uh, I don't know about six. So what would you consider? Seven? Okay, so people are are eating, say, one o'clock for lunch. Are they just not normal? Do you guys not have the same issue? It's normally family. And they're like, hey, we're going to get together this Saturday for a late lunch. 
It's because they don't want to commit to dinner, meaning they don't want you there late, but they don't mm. want to have to prepare things early enough for you to be there. That's probably what it is. Well, it pisses <laughs> me off. That's a... <laughs> Every time, my wife, every time we get invited to something, I'm like, what time is it? What are we doing? It's going to be a late lunch. And I'm like, well, I'm fucking eating now then. <laughs> they call that dinner. That's not late lunch. That's dinner. Uh, yeah. So when she wants to eat a little later after 12, say 12.30, do you snack on something? Oh, yeah. No, you got to eat. Yeah. I'll eat before going. Drew's snack is like she's along with me with this. Twenty ounce ribeye. She just normally sets up the family plans, and she's like, "It's gonna be a late lunch. We're gonna eat before." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you for ending the amazing three podcasts. Three hours long. Yeah. Has it been three fucking yeah. hours? It's been close. Two hours and 40 minutes. Cheers, guys. There's been a... Yes, where's the bottle? Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Where's your bottle? Corojo. Come on. You got to drink a bottle, girl. <laughs> oh, you cheaper. Mmm. <laughs> Safety in numbers, sweetheart. If we need to go to the restroom together to be safe, we'll do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that guy's going to pee right outside his deck, and we know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm so happy that we got together. Thank you, guys, all who are watching us. We appreciate you. Your comments are fucking amazing. Everybody's just dying tonight it was great it was a good monday and we have to have to have to do this again of course yeah i think we we're we're pot committed now yeah we we i appreciate you each individually in your own way like just you guys are amazing and thank you so so much for always supporting us uh we love you guys and i mean this is this is us this is the cigar culture right here man this is it so, and and until in, in, next time, you all, Appreciate this it. is a three podcast. There. <laughs> <laughs> the lounge experience, the problems of smoke, and the hot chicken Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at the Salt and Smoke at gmail.com also uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear please get onto our website and to our online store we have shirts and hats if you're looking for anything else please let us know and we'll get it up there for you thanks guys we'll uh, talk to you again next week <laughs>